que no tiene, porque le falta marihuana que fumar. Guacamole right now. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. Boy, I heard this and I was like, yep, we're playing it. And then the singing part. I mean, it, this is magic. La cucaracha, la cucaracha. Ya no puede they, you cannot be in a bad mood hearing that. I mean, it's Friday. It's Cinco de Mayo. And no, 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 straight fire. I'm going to get to you here and say, this is not a made-up holiday. No, no, no. Look, it's not Mexico's Independence Day. Today was the day that St. John, I'm sorry, San Juan, that, that, that's what St. John is. Uh, St. John actually drove all the cockroaches into Mexico. That's what today signifies. So, and, and that's why we have the song. No, of course. No, he did. There was no St. John of cockroaches. This was a, a, a giant battle. The Independence Day is, I think, sometime in September. I think it's September 14th or 15th, somewhere around there. Um, that's Mexico's Independence Day. Today was the day that the Mexican army. Uh, defeated the French in 1862. Uh, that was just a few years after that shellacking that was put on the Mexican army by those fellas up in San Jacinto and remembering of the Alamo. But I digress. 
But Cinco de Mayo, uh, it it, uh, it celebrates a, a a massive victory for the Mexican Army. So that's what Cinco de Mayo. So so today, look look, when you do your stereotypical things. Oh, and yes, I'm going to be doing all those stereotypical things. Wait till you hear the music in the rest of the show. Just remember that there are some people that do take it serious, so don't make too much of a joke out of it to them because it's important to them. So there you go. All right, but but we will still be, you know, we'll we'll be horrible human beings here because well, that's what I do best. So I I I can't help it. First one here today. Oh my lucky star! Wow, the one, uh, the only bratty kid is all in the house. Ah, uh, scusi, babbita boopy. Kickballs, huh? Italian. That's Italian. Oh, it doesn't matter that they're all Catholics. For God's sakes, Brady Kid, have a great day. Battleborn in Nebraska says, Morning, ass family. I'm uh, on my way to St. Joe, Missouri. Fuck, why? Did you lose a bet? I, I hope it's not a funeral. Because that's the only thing I know Missouri for is death. Uh, let's see, Zach just texted in, good morning, Arnie and crew, all caught up on the shows, good, good, good to hear, we're going to call my buddy Hutch here in just a little bit, uh, VP, uh, V Coop says, good morning on this Friday, Friday, which is also Adele's birthday, god damn it, I got to do this this early, V Coop, good Darren, good morning to you too, hello, yes, hello, it's me. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's all you're getting. Okay, hon? Because I'm sure I'll get it another four or five times today, for the love of God. Uh, Mage! Hold on a second, Mage. We got to play your thing. Hey! Konnichiwa, bud! What's up? How's it going? Domo arigato! Around here, we speak American. Okay, bud? Uh, he says, good morning, ass and AIG. Damn, with this music now, I want some Mexican food. Oh, I could always go for some Mexican food. Scott says, it's Cinco de Ass Day. Good morning. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, well, Lottie frickin' duh! He says, happy made-up day by the gringo's ass. Yeah, kind of true, sort of, yeah. I mean, to, to celebrate the way we do. I just bought a can of Hormel tamales for lunch. Oh, don't forget the ketchup. Don't forget the ketchup on those. I like the wasp type better, Scott. Arise, good morning to you. Stinkfist says happy Cinco de Mayo ass. A's lose yet again. Dubs tie up the series. Oh, LeBron is still a bitch. Yes, yes, he is. Trash Panda says best version of the song was Roddy Piper playing it on the bagpipes, calling it the Mexican National Anthem. <laughs> uh, Gold says happy Friday, assholes. Happy El Cinco de Mayo. Chazman says happy fucking Friday, bitches. Don't forget to do the Friday dance, unless you're driving. Thanks for getting us uh, through this shit show of week, Dr. States. You are welcome. Mexican Independence Day, September 16th. I was close. I was pretty close. You, you got to give it to me there. Ogre says, uh, Buenos dias, familiar. Uh, LOL, I hate Cinco de Mayo. San Jacinto was when JBL and Stone Cold took the tag titles from Eddie and Chavo. See, I wish I had either an Eddie Guerrero shirt because I'd wear it today. Today would be the one day, and I didn't like him. Maybe I'd get a Rey Mysterio or a Jose Lothario. That's a boy. That's old school right there. Illegals should celebrate the day going the fuck back over the border. Swoosh says happy Friday. 
Ahoy, Sanchez family. Cowboys girl, good morning to you. Hold on one second here. Uh, it's not official until we say... We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. No, no, we are not going to do that. Uh, Sora's dad says, good morning, y'all. Arnie, whatever happened to your coward liberal guest that never showed? I don't know. I have no idea. Four or five, was that a challenge, Arnie? Uh, no, no, not a challenge. Uh, all right, we're going to call my buddy Hutch now. Um, lots to get to on the show. It is Cinco de Mayo. Bow, bow, before we call him, before we call him, we got to give it up to our fucking on the spot. Boom. Boom. Boom goes to dynamite. What a review today on all the social media pages by Christopher Christopher Castillo, if you could take a bow right now, I know you're driving a bus, so don't do it, but you should. Amazing review. Almost makes me want to see this movie. Gives it a perfect rating. A perfect rating. Wow. There you go, Christopher. Great job on that review. Man, oh, man. Uh, all right, now now off to the phone we go. Let's see, one, two, two, doot, 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 one, doot, doot, doot. All right, call my buddy Hutch. Very conservative guy. I, look, I'll give you his background and everything here in a second. Hello? Is this Hutch? This is Hutch. Hutch, how you doing, buddy? It is Arnie and all, all my uh, ass family listeners. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, man. It's been a little while since I've talked to you. I know. You're a guest, and and look, you and I go way back. You know, we've we played a lot of golf together. We've had a lot of deep conversations to each other. Um, yes. I got to tell you, the one thing, the reason why that you'd always be in the lifeboat with me is my dad always liked you so much. <laughs> and, and, and he was such <laughs> a good character, a judge of character that, you know, it, it was meant to be. Dude, I I miss him. He was so awesome, bro. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine how much you miss him. Oh, it, it's terrible. But, you know, you get through because I know that you go through the same with your mom yeah. and things like that. Yeah, lost my mom, lost my dad and mm -hmm. brother in about a four-year window. So mm -hmm. it's uh, – I get it. Yeah, but um, but we're we're here to talk about fun – well, not fun stuff because we have to fix the country, you and I. We have to fix <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys and we have to fix professional golf too. But we'll get to all that. Uh, first and foremost, you are a veteran. You serve this country. Um, yep. You were a professor, I believe, of political science. I uh, I did. Uh, I never got my PhD because I was not that stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did. I uh, did some teaching. Uh, my 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 background is political science and history. I mm -hmm. taught uh, in the schools here in Billings, Montana. And I did a little work at the university here in Montana as well. And then I decided to get out of that nonsense. It was just going crazy. So, uh, oh, know, I'm going to ask you all about that, that stuff too. Um, I, I'm just getting your background. Um, yeah. And and we, you and I, we 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 message each other usually during football season. I mean, the one <laughs> bad thing about you is that you're an Ohio State fan, and, and you know, you know, and I'm a Longhorn well, we, fan. We, we we can't all be perfect. I know. I, I I hear you, but God bless you because you're a Cowboys fan, and we'll fix them later. Um, but recently I've been getting, you know, messages from you and I love it because you're a guy I can talk politics with and yeah. it's not because we agree. It's because there's two rules I have on my show 
And that, 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 that's consistency and logic. If yes. you use consistency and logic to maintain your life, you'll do pretty well, I, I, I think. But what's happening in the world right now, and you're texting me the other night about the transgender issue, and we're going to get all into that. But I do have some questions for you, and, and I'd like to give, you know, um, what you think of this. The first one, because of your background in history, mm-hmm. Why is it so important to people to erase the history that we have by knocking down monuments and things like that? Well, you know, I think people, uh, we're seeing that happen now because if you erase history, then you're going to end up repeating it. And there's, there's, bigger, there's bigger things uh, behind all of this. It's so easy to get the general public in America riled up about something. Part of the reason we never were 100% pure democracy is because the founding fathers understood mob rule, getting people all fired up about something. You can get them to pretty much do anything. I mean, this happened in ancient Greece when they were a, a strict democracy, and all of a sudden someone gets up and a big crowd of people gets everybody fired up, and they vote to go chase down these people and kill them. And then the next day they start thinking about what they just did. And they're like, oh my gosh, we can't do that. So then they send a group to go catch that group. It's so easy to just get us all fired up and to lose logic and to Mm -hmm. lose our minds. And right now we've lost our minds. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, with what's going on right now, I, I, this is a question I have a couple down here, but I'm just going to throw it out to you. Um, as someone as who studied political science, it's politics and history. I want you to, to, to look at the 2024 election and it could possibly be Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Again, is this not the easiest election to pick out? All you have to do is base each one's four years on based against each other. And it's a no brainer, isn't it? It should be a no brainer. I mean, if you go strictly on, policies and the things that were done you take all the rhetoric out you take all the all the 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 crazy nonsense with the media and and trump fighting with the media and some of the inflammatory things that he says of course are just words um but we've been taught nowadays that words hurt so that hurts him and you got the other side that who honestly his handlers should be put in prison for treating someone who basically is what we would call back in the day senile. I mean, the guy's lost. He spins around, doesn't know where he's at, shakes hands with the air, eats ice cream. Kids have to tell him where he was last week. Doesn't know how many grandkids he has. And that's nothing against Joe Biden. I don't, I don't, I don't hate people who are in politics like that. It's just, it's sad to see. And, you know, at the end of Reagan's uh, second term, he got a little lost towards the end there because, you know, he had Alzheimer's and there's definitely something wrong with this guy. And uh, so you're going to have that on one side and they have Donald Trump, who, I mean, for all intents and purposes, regardless if you like him or not, if you just look at the facts, he ran a he ran a tight ship as far as a lot of things until the pandemic hit. I don't agree with all the things he did during that. But, um, you know, his, his words he said and the way to the way he treated people open, you know, out in the open. I mean, I know there's been plenty of uh, stories of when, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and some of these other people went in and privately met with Trump and then walked out and thought, you know, really, this isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it should it should be easy on the surface. But you have, you know, he truly was an outsider when it came to things because he used to be a Democratic donor. And then uh, all the Democrats loved him. And then he made some, he's changed his tune, whether it was to get elected or whether he actually felt that way. And he basically pissed both sides off. And to me, if you piss both sides off in today's day and age, that's a good thing. 
mm-hmm. because both sides both sides are just ridiculous. They're they're both so evil. It, I mean, I mean, you you said, uh, I, and I appreciate what you said about you didn't agree with what Trump did during the the pandemic. Um, there are a lot of things on the conservative side that I it, I, I lose my mind over, and there's a. There's a topic I hate talking about on this show, and it's abortion, mm-hmm. because I, I, I honestly, I don't have, uh, I, I don't have a pig in the race, if you will. Right. Um, and what I think, you know, the extremes of both sides are completely wrong. And I always thought that we had smart people in this country that could decide <laughs> that it, when and if it, a good time to actually do that is, and not necessarily as just a basis usage of, uh, for, uh, for birth control. You know, I, look, I, I, I don't agree that, that a rape victim or an incest victim shouldn't be able to get that. I, I and the Republicans would say, you're not Republican. So I'd right, be like, okay, right. whatever. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's the, it's the fringe. It's, it's the people on both sides. And I kind of feel the way that you do. Um, you know, I think there's a time and place for it. I don't think that you should be able to do it up until the last minute. No. I don't think it should be used as a form of abortion. I think, you know, if you look at the history of Planned Parenthood, plenty of arguments about eugenics and the gal who started Planned Parenthood to keep the African-American population down. You know, there's arguments for and against that. But, you know, overall, it's uh, if someone gets raped, absolutely. You know, if I had a 14-year-old daughter and she got raped, I'm not – I don't care how far I'm driving to get her an abortion. I'm getting right. her one if she mm-hmm. wants one. And then I'm that's, going to you know, kill the rapist. I mean, that, that, that's all well, there is yeah, to that, it. That goes without saying. But, of course, you don't get killed anymore. You just get a few months in jail. Right. Well, if that – if they don't just let you walk out right afterwards, yeah. It, whatever. So, yeah, but I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm – uh, you can't – pigeonhole me into oh you're a far right winger mm-hmm. you know I, i'm I, I don't have a big issue with legalization of marijuana i'm not a big kid get rid of all abortion i mean i'm more of a fiscal conservative i think we need to tighten our belt get rid of all of this crazy spending and then just you know like i said it's it just it's been both sides have been pushed so far to the outer edges i always believed that the middle was the majority but i'm almost starting to think maybe we're not the majority maybe 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 there's so many crazies on the right and left now that maybe we're becoming the minority here in the middle. I hate to say that, but that's just the way it seems because all you see on television, all you see anywhere are just crazy people on both sides. Well, you know, you know, here's the sad part is I do believe that we're still the majority, but the majority is tired of voting. And it's the yeah. extreme groups that are going out and, and, and doing a lot of the voting. And I, I've, I've been seeing a lot of these Gen Zers on TikTok talking about how, you know, politics and stuff. I'm like, fuck you. You don't vote. If yeah. you ever voted, I mean, I would be scared of you, but I, I'm not scared of you whatsoever. Yeah. No, the Gen Z guys are pretty funny. Cause I know there's one guy that I guess it came out that the DNC paid them 200 grand each to it's that Harry Sisson guy who's who's a little chump. He won't let anybody comment on his uh, on his uh, on his Twitter feed unless you're a follower and you're yeah. a subscriber and stuff because he doesn't want any pushback. But you know, I mean, that's that's what the the left has done now. They've gone out and they've gotten all these young kids who are hey, they're, they're smart kids, they're fast talkers, and they're earning a buck. I guess I can't really blame them for that, except for you know they're turning you know they're they're, they're making people see things in a way that really aren't logical, like you right. were saying earlier. Um. All right. So. Recently, I, I, I've gone to, I, and I say it, I, I've gone to war with this transgender thing because I truly think yeah. we have lost our minds in this country. Mm-hmm. That first of all, we're paying so much attention to this. Oh, but but before we get to that, I, I do want to touch on something. Um, uh, Joe Rogan mentioned this uh, on his show. 
What do you think about the DNC not allowing debates of the candidates who are running for president on the Democratic side this this uh, election yeah, that's, cycle? That's exactly what I'm talking about. The, the people behind the scenes that are pulling all the strings and running everything. I mean, they, they you know, Bernie actually had a chance and they screwed him out of getting a chance and when they were going against Hillary. They, they know who they want to run. They don't want like Kennedy who's come out. He's a kind of an anti-vaxxer. He mm-hmm. hates what happened during the pandemic. He probably would steal quite a few Democratic votes, um, and uh, I think they, they don't want they don't want that. Could you imagine honestly, the, J- Joe Biden in a debate right now? I mean, like oh I said, the guy God. eats chocolate chip ice cream and starts wandering around and shaking hands in the air. And I mean, but if he, he runs put for together president, he, he loses to. the fight with the teleprompter every day. But but if he runs for president, doesn't he have to debate? No. Oh, I I, I don't think the American people would allow that. I, 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 I think that would I, I don't think him. in general we would we would say if, if you if you polled everybody I think more, more people would want that but the people who are in charge don't care what the majority of the people want man because that would be must see TV that would be fantastic <laughs> him him against Trump again oh my God get out the fucking popcorn that is now, that is gold. Uh, there is a chance I, could I see maybe one debate maybe I could see it happening it's all but, I need uh, it's all I need and I, I, give me give me some lubriderm and I'm fucking good during that debate man <laughs> um, but now moving on to this despicable transgender movement you take what what prompted you the other night to text me was it the Montana transgender which surprised the fuck out of me that Montana has a transgender congressperson. Well, crazy. remember, remember, we uh, in Montana, it's a little bit like we can, we're considered a red state. But, you know, we've had a, a Democratic senator for a long time. We had a Democratic governor for a long time. Montanans care about Montanans. Part of the problem, though, is a lot of Montanans aren't. Well, I'm a transplant, too, so I can't really just say that. All I've been here quite a while. People have moved in, especially in the last four years at an alarming rate for us and in the areas of Missoula, Bozeman and a few other areas they're that there's they're extremely liberal. So it doesn't surprise me that we have one mm. in our state legislature. It's that damn um, TV show. Christ yeah, almighty. Oh yeah. It was crazy. And I have a couple friends who are in the state legislature and I've, and I've chatted with them and they're just like, it was just, it was crazy. It's like, Yes, the things that this person said were inflammatory. They were going to censure this person, and then they voted that they could no longer come and sit in the open um, sessions. They could vote, so they could still have their vote uh, recorded, but they, this person was just causing all sorts of problems. And we have a part-time legislature. This isn't what they do full-time. We meet every other year, so we got to get it all done in this window. And if you've got someone in there who's given up grandstanding speeches – it really slows the process down. So there were a couple things about getting this person out of there. And then you had all the, all the, the, the activists start uh, storming the Capitol, as you would say, they're, they're, they're there, but we don't mess around with that. They just arrested them, got them out of there and we got to, got our job done. But uh, yeah, it was, it was quite entertaining um, from, from perspective of watching it on TV. But when you really sit back and think about it, it's just like, it's happening everywhere. Well, the, Not I, 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 yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because Let's look back to January 6th, the insurrection, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and how horrible that was that the police were leading a lot of those people in and, and, and doing all this. But 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 first of all, let, 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 it was wrong. The insurrection was wrong. I'll say it. The right. insurrection was wrong. I would agree. Why is it that insurrections are happening at state capitals all over this country with transgenders who are breaking in through entries and being in there unlawfully, 
but nobody's saying anything about it. Well, because like you've said, the people, if, if we're still the majority here in the middle, we like to live our lives day to day and not think about all that nonsense. So we don't want to get hyped up, but I want to go to work. I want to go home with my family. I want to enjoy my afternoons. I want to go out and play golf on the weekends. Last thing I want to do is sit here and be pissed off and get more pissed off watching TV, watching the news, watching these things happen and start raising hell. I don't have time to go storm a capital. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say I yeah. work. And I can't just take time off to go do that kind of stuff. The people that are doing this and the, and the reason it's not being talked about is because the people want anarchy. The, 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 the people behind the scenes want anarchy. And I'm not a big conspiracy. It didn't used to be a big conspiracy guy until the COVID thing happened. And now some of the stuff, whether you got can't find out who was at Epstein's Island, but we can find this out. We can't find that out. And then this poor kid gets arrested for giving out secrets that he should get arrested for. But it's like they make him out to be like the worst person in the world. But yet we've got people on the other side doing far worse and nothing happening to him. Well, sleeping with the Chinese spy, for God's sake. Well, you, you know what's so funny about that is, and I've made so many jokes about this. We've known about this Hunter Biden thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, first of all, his computer. But but we've known that he illegally obtained a firearm in this country. Mm-hmm. We, we know that he smokes crack on the regular, right? And, yeah, he has videos of it. And, and for some odd reason... They still haven't made up their mind if they're going to prosecute him federally on gun charges. Yet Donald Trump and and this whole fucking porn star thing, <laughs> and and they 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 get that in a courtroom. They depose him, or, or or they you know they charge him. They take the pictures of him, and then they let him go because he pays his bail. Why did that happen so fast? But we're sitting here waiting on fucking Hunter Biden. Well, one thing is we don't have anyone in the states that he could be prosecuted in with balls enough to do it. And then on federal level, everything, you know, they're never going to, they're going to drag their feet. There's way too much of the deep state going on there. But then when it comes to Trump, you've, you've had, and this is actually genius by George Soros, who went out there and spent all his money instead of just giving it all to a candidate running for Congress who has one vote. Oh, let's go get all these DAs put in mm-hmm. that are going to push our agenda. And so you've got a DA that's backed by him who ran, I mean, he ran his campaign stating, I'm going to get Donald Trump. I mean, that's not how the law is supposed to work. You're no. not supposed to go out and find something on somebody. You're supposed to find the crime, then find the person who perpetrated it. Right. Not find the person, then go find a crime that they did. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why he's in court. And that's why Hunter Biden's not. And sadly, I don't think anything's ever going to, you know, I, I want Hunter Biden. I think the unwinding of Hunter Biden's story will happen in Arkansas with this whole fucking, <laughs> you know, terrible stripper, London, who spells it with a U. <laughs> I mean, that's just the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard of, London yeah. with a U. And and I think that's the unraveling, because I've stopped holding my breath on the federal government. I see yeah. these Senate subcommittee meetings where they ask the definition of a woman, and nobody will fucking answer it, and they'll piss and moan, and it'd be like... For fuck's sake, just answer the question, for God's yeah. sakes. Yeah, they, they can't do that. That's that's the ridiculous part of the federal government. That's why I've always been a, states, a state government kind of guy, because I think you can handle things at the state level much more efficiently and better than you can at the at the federal level. Too much bureaucracy, too, much, too many people behind the scenes. It's funny. It's actually why I've actually been paying attention to that Vivek guy who's running mm-hmm. on the Republican side because his biggest thing is I'm getting rid of the IRS. I want to get rid of the FBI. I want to get rid of the CIA. We'll, we'll replace them with something different because they're all corrupt. I, and it's see, true. 
Look, it's all corrupt. Uh, you, you asked me about him, and I've talked about uh, President Swami. That's what I like to call him. <laughs> um, I, I like what he stands for, and I like what he has to say. I like that he's the reason Don Lemon got fired from CNN. I like him even <laughs> more for that. And I like the fact that he called Chuck Todd out because Chuck Todd's a big fucking talking penis as well. Yeah. And, but the problem is there's no way he's getting elected in this country. No, 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 he well, he, he calls it like he sees it, and he's not as he's not as uh, he doesn't have a following like Trump did, but he he just calls it like he sees it. He said, "This is the, you know these are the things that I that I don't I don't want. You only have an eight year term if you're a government employee. I want to get rid of the IRS. I want to get rid of the mm-hmm. FBI, the Department of Education, all things that I agree with. Six week abortion ban, except in cases of rape and incest and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't like genital mutilation for kids under eighteen. I mean, he's saying all the things that." I, for the most part, I feel in my head, but I also agree. I don't think he's electable, at least not at this point, not this cycle. Maybe, in, maybe as he gains traction, getting out there, maybe it could happen, but I definitely not this one. No. And, and, and here's the other thing. I, I think he's the wrong shade of Brown. I hate to say it. I, I, I hate to say it, but, but I, I just, I, I, I think too many Americans be like, Oh, he probably knew one of them bombers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, you you know how people are. look. We know people. So, well, you know, in, in two ways, like like you said, he, he did he know the bombers because of the way he looked, even though his family's from India, right? Mm-hmm. But also, he's the wrong shade of brown for the other side too, because yep. you know they like to leave out all the other ethnicities and all the other races that are minorities when they bring up things like uh, how much money we make. Because hey, guess what? Indian Americans, Asian Americans all make more money than standard white Americans on average, but nobody wants to talk about that. They only right. want to talk about how we're racist and we're against all mm-hmm. different colors because black people, you know, African-Americans don't make as much money as white Americans do. But, uh, you know, so he, he's the wrong shade of brown on both sides, really. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point. Now, getting to the transgender issue, you texted me the other night. What prompted you to text me the other night about this whole trans thing? I just decided I don't get on Twitter too often, although I was bored and so I'm surfing my Twitter feed and, you know, and I'm watching all these crazy videos. There was the, the, I can't, I guess you can't say gal guy, whatever. The person who was in San Francisco in front of the board of supervisors that just basically for 35 seconds screamed bloody murder. Oh, wait, 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 wait. During the open session of someone being able to comment. Hold on. You, you, you mean, um, wait, I, I have it here. Uh, oh, this person, right? I have to play this for everybody real fast. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is why I want to get into an argument with one of these people. I yes. so want to in public get into an argument with Minnesota, them. But Hold on, I got to do this ad here. Most people um, don't know this, this is phenomenal. 100%. This is great. This is at a board of supervisors meeting hey. in San Francisco. My name is Leah McGeever. I live in D6. I hate a lot of people on this board (laughs) for the reasons that led up to Banco Brown's death. So often I... Oh, wait, I'm going to fast forward here. She's taking her mask off. I am going to spend the next (laughs) minute screaming. This is phenomenal. That is what is going on in here. That is what the trans genocide in this country... Trans genocide. Imagine that. That's not a minute. That's not a minute. I hate this. I hate what you've 
Okay. Oh my gosh. That, 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 yeah. So that. it was videos like that basically that made me send you that text. I'm just thinking to myself, this is just absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> I gotta get over that because I see these videos all, I saw some over like in Scotland or something when they were barking like dogs. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely wild. They, I listen. I understand. I'm not saying that people don't go through mental issues where they may feel like they are a woman trapped inside a man. Whatever. I'm not a scientist. Hey, Hutch, Hutch, you I don't think have I've to done be enough, politically what? correct on this show. You can call it bullshit because I call it bullshit. <laughs> it's a fucking <laughs> mental illness that we've been well, forced is. to accept. Yeah. Now it's yeah. a non-mental illness. If yeah. you call it a mental illness. You're transphobic. And this transgenocide bullshit, oh, you're making us, you're a protected class of citizen for fuck's sake. Well, if you look at, there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of studies. Uh, there was the one done, I can't remember which one it was, but it said uh, of, of children who have gender dysphoria, which is what they call it now, uh, 68% of the mothers of these kids were also had diagnosed mental illness and were on medication. So it's almost like a form of Munchausen syndrome where they want to get their, their children all this kind of, oh, you got to get all this people to look at us, look at me, look at me, look at my poor kid. I mean, oh. they had the one gal talking about how my kid was eating raw vegetables at the age of three. That's yes. why I knew they were transgender. I played that brother. the other day. Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You said it. You nailed it. This, this. Do you know what this comes down to? I like, I like to diagnose shit down to the fundamental. Like COVID was a simple cold. Okay. Right. This is about people want attention paid to them. That's mm -hmm. all this is. They didn't have enough attention paid to them as children, and now they're acting out. And this is what we have. This yeah. is what we have, a bunch of crybabies that say, look at me, look at me. Hell, I don't even think it's a mental condition anymore. It's a bunch of people that weren't raised the right way. Well, you're, you're right. And you can, so you're going to tell me that a five-year-old kid can make a decision on their gender, but yet you have to be 18 to smoke. You have to be 21 to drink. You got to be 18 to vote. You got to be 16 to drive a car. Why are these things in place like that? Because we're not smart enough at that point in time in our life to be able to make correct decisions. And hell, you probably could say 18 and 21 is not, at least nowadays, isn't smart. You're not going to be smart enough and mature enough, but yet we're going to allow them to make life-changing decisions. Oh, follow what the doctors say. Really? After COVID, mm -hmm. you still want to follow what the doctors say? Come on. Right. What, does it come out that all these doctors were getting $100, $200 kickbacks from insurance companies to get more and more of these doses out to people who didn't really need them for the, um, to, you know, so they don't get COVID, even though you can still get COVID and still give it to COVID? I don't trust the medical field anymore. I'm not saying there's not bad, good doctors. I would say the vast majority of doctors are great, wonderful people that do wonderful work. But just to say, well, this doctor mm -hmm. says this. Well, so freaking what? Well, I'm, I'm sure because I, I did the story on the show, there was a story, and I think it was in Sacramento, where there was a guy who was in a motorcycle accident, and he was beheaded. Literally, his head, no, it was in New York. It was in New York. That's where it was. He yeah. was beheaded. His head was still in the helmet. And they took him to the hospital because that's where the morgue is. And they reported the death as a COVID death. Yeah. He was beheaded. That's not a COVID death. It was all about money. Yeah, and and that's and that happened early on, 
And I remember when all this started, this this bat flu, China flu. And by the way, we're all fucking stupid to think, to, to believe Anthony. Anthony Fauci should be hung in a town square. I mean, he's the most <laughs> evil person next to George Soros. I think he's like, you, you remember the old TV show Batman? Oh, yeah. So, so the Adam West character will be George Soros, and then Robin can be Anthony Fauci. because that's what i see those two as they work hand in hand it seems like because this whole thing and and anthony fauci can't throw a fucking ball what kind of man can't (laughs) throw a ball well you know that's part of my you know i said i didn't agree with everything trump did trump should have had the sack to get rid of that dude right off the bat Man, and it, it's so funny to see Fauci come out and say, oh, I didn't say we wear masks. And do, do you not realize that we have video? Uh, I mean, I mean, the Internet's around, and it's going to kill you. Um, I have video of him saying put on masks. I have him on video saying shut down businesses and schools. But he doesn't yep. admit to it. Yeah, I mean, we closed down here in Montana for a month, and you know what we saw? As soon as we opened back up, we had more cases than when we closed. There was almost no cases here in Montana when we closed for a month. Oh, it was, look, look, we, we, they said it early on and somebody shut them up. The best place for this virus to live was around 72 degrees. And you remember it happened around March. Uh, it started in March and April. So where yeah. weather was starting to warm up around the country, but it was still always 70 or so, 72 degrees in your house. Yeah, always. Nobody, nobody can ever tell me why it was safe to shop in grocery stores and Sam's Club's. But you couldn't go to movie theaters, and you couldn't well, like go said, to restaurants. If you look, if you looked at any of this stuff logically, just from a logical standpoint, it was all ridiculous. I understand people getting afraid because people who just turn on the normal TV and you had a ticker on the side showing how many people died, how many people this and that, which are numbers you really couldn't believe anyways. And we can't even get vote tallies right, but we can somehow figure out exactly exactly how many people get COVID and how many people die from it. So they get afraid and they get scared, especially older people. They were, well, hell, I'm not going to lie to you. I got the shot. My doctor told too. me, I got you're, a shot. You're, you're overweight, you, you're diabetic, you should get it. So I got it. After, you know, then when I saw him a year later, he's like, yeah, you probably didn't need it. Yeah, I, I got the shot because I wanted to travel. I just wanted the paperwork. Did I think it was going to work? Absolutely not. And this is something I want to ask you about. Um, Donald Trump is probably going to end up being the Republican candidate for president. And we're seeing all these roadblocks thrown at him early, the, um, the DA in New York. And now this civil rape case, even though it's not a rape case in general, it's a civil case, a defamation of character case mm-hmm. uh, on this falsehood of, of rape accusations. Um, do you think that that once he makes it past these two stupid hurdles, because that's all they are, when do you think they're going to use the fact that he's the one that created the vaccine? Oh, it's going to come up. There isn't any doubt that it'll 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 swing. The pendulum will swing that way if he starts gaining momentum, which which he will. Because really, listen, there's only three reasons to keep him from running from president. A was age. Well, he's old enough to do it. Two, he was born in America. And the other thing, the only the only other third thing that keeps you from running front for president is you have to it has to be proven that you fought for the South in the Civil War. Those are the only three reasons you can be disqualified from running for president. And he doesn't have, obviously, any of those three things. You can actually run for president from a prison cell. That's actually wow. legal. So he could be in jail, and he could still run for president. He could still win. I never knew that third one. I think that third one is awful. 
I think that third one is an abomination. That was the act of that was the act of northern aggression. That was not the Civil War. It was the act of northern aggression. Um, but uh, but but anyway, um, yeah. So I, I I find this I find everything happening in our country to be so crazy. Um, the Navy. Now you're a veteran. You were in the Army, correct? Yes. Um, you served, and I say thank you for your service. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank um, you for that. The 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 fellow who shot uh, Osama bin Laden, the Navy SEAL. Um, I saw a video of him talking the other day. That there are pictures of, of Osama bin Laden's head, and you can see the guy's gloves holding his head together because he shot him in the middle of the head with a hollow point mm. at about three feet, so his head <laughs> exploded. Um, but he has come out and said, I can't believe I fought for this shit. Uh, the SEAL says over the decision to use a drag queen for their recruitment program. Are, are businesses in America not realizing what their main job is to do is make money and the main job of the Navy is to recruit people? And are we not learning from Budweiser? I think we will as this as this continues to play off. I don't think we did in the past because, again, the vast majority of people, they just want to go about their lives. They don't really give a shit one way or the other. It's the crazies on the either side that will protest, and there's usually not enough of those to make a big enough difference, but a little bit of difference, especially when you look at the stock market. So all of a sudden I, I, we're down you know, three bucks a share in, in our earnings. All of a sudden we tank 50%. As we're learning with these banks, these banks actually can go under because their stock market starts to tank. People pull their money out. So a small, a small chunk can make a difference because the general, um, the, the bigger portion of society, like I said, doesn't care. Like they're going to go and just live their life. There's plenty of, I mean, trust me, Bud Light has taken a hit, but Anheuser-Busch makes plenty of other beers that I guarantee you people are drinking because they don't want to look far enough into it. They're like, okay, I'm not going to drink Bud Light. I'll drink this. Well, it's still an Anheuser-Busch product. Well, yeah, I know, but I, you know, I didn't know that because I'm not going to spend four hours of my day to research every single beer that Anheuser-Busch makes or every single, single seltzer. Right. So you'll see this one is, is taking more traction than I thought it would. And maybe they will start to see this, but for the most part, they get away with it. So why not? Why not pander to the to the crazy loons out there? If it makes you, you know, you got a lot of these people who get moved up into those positions, as we saw with that VP of marketing at at, Bud, at, at Anheuser Bush, mm-hmm. you know, she was kind of crazy. It seemed like that she wanted to do something like this. So. Yeah, and now she's on a leave of absence because she lost over eight billion dollars for the company. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's well, a because the. Uh, the next, not this one, they just came out with their earnings, which were still pretty good. It'll be the next earnings because they've already shipped all that beer that everyone's boycott is just sitting on shelves now. So Anheuser-Busch has already gotten the money for that. It'll be the next one I got you. that'll show the big drop in their earnings, I believe. Uh, my friend Stackar, the official Indian on the show uh, from <laughs> India, uh, casino, or, or 7-Elevens, not casinos, dots, not feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> As the official Indian of the Ass family, I had one quick question. Why isn't the other country not having this what is a gender argument? That's a great question. Why Why isn't this? A, in Russia, they'd kill you. Well, uh, yeah. China, uh, they'd just kill you. China, they'd kill you. Japan, they could give two shits as long as you got a Hello Kitty thing going on. You're, you're okay. Um, <laughs> North Korea, they'd kill you. Regular Korea, I don't know enough about them. You know, as long as you're not dressed up like a dog, you're safe. Um, but be- because we're a bunch of fuckholes here, that's why. That that's the best answer I can give. Because Americans are fuckholes. That's why. I 
I just have to believe, you know, we used to talk a lot about when Trump was president, the, the left was like, look at how everyone's laughing at us. Look how everyone's like, you think they're not sitting there laughing at us right now? You got people in these countries that are begging to have any form of civil rights, begging to have clean water, begging to have just a good life. And they see all of us here with the wonderful lives that we have. And then yet we're, we're sitting here just trying to basically destroy everything we have. Mm-hmm. Is America perfect? No, never has been. We got to where we were by doing some bad things. Absolutely. But we're still the best place to be. I mean, where else are you going to go? I mean, pe- people- you have all the freedoms to do and come and go as you please, except during COVID, right. which blew me away that we allowed that. But, you know, these other countries, these people are like, are, are you kidding me? I see it on Twitter all the time. There's there's a bunch of people from other countries that are like, are you Americans nuts? And I, yeah. and I sit back and go, yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there are people that, that walk here from Honduras. That's quite a I don't like to walk a mall anymore. I ain't going to walk from fucking Honduras, and that means you got to walk through Mexico. I ain't going to do that. I mean, fucking Christ's sake. By the way, did you see Joe Biden's stupid ass yesterday talking about, oh, how he's walking arm in arm with the Border Patrol agents and how the Republicans are jeopardizing your job? Motherfucker, you tried to fire three of them for doing their job on horseback. Yeah. No, he's uh, that. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. And then there's talk that they're going to take the, the 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 military down there to, because this Title Forty whatever is is getting ready to expire. And it's just as simple as if you just let Trump do the job, build the wall, would it have kept everybody out? Absolutely not. No, but it was more of a symbol. Hey, quit coming here. Yeah. I, I, I it's mean, worth I mean, a few billion dollars to me as much as we blow, gave to Ukraine. I'm more than happy to spend $100 billion to build a wall across there that, yeah, if you really wanted to get it across it, you probably could. But it's a, de- it's a deterrent. I, I lock my door. Could you break my door down? Absolutely. If you really want to get into my car right now that's parked outside, you can do it if you really want to. But yeah. the fact that it's got a flashing red light saying that I have an alarm – it's going to keep a lot of the loons from breaking my window. Yeah, and to I, me, that's all it really was. And and this whole idea that I love it. And Peter Ducey did ask the question the other day of, of the most inept fucking press secretary of all time. She's awful. She, she's a moron. He asked if, because the day before uh, KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, had the audacity to say that, that illegal immigration is down 90%. Down. 90%. So Peter Ducey asked a simple logical question. If it's down so much, why are we sending 1,500 military members to the border? And she closed her book and walked off. She didn't say a word. Well, she gets that from the president. He doesn't answer any questions. He even joked about it at that correspondence deal when he was up there talking. Yeah, <laughs> I don't answer your questions. <laughs> People are like clapping for it. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? Get, you got to give it to Trump. He would bat, he, he battled. He didn't walk away from questions. So um, we're going to, okay, so we, have, I, have I handled all the, the transgender thing to me is just so ridiculous. It, it, it's become such, and, and I want to agree with something that you said, and you and I don't talk a whole lot. I've been saying that other countries are watching us for a long time. Look at the deals negotiated between Saudi Arabia and China recently. And, mm-hmm. and look at all these deals that China's doing now with Africa. Is there any reason why we're sending hundreds of millions of dollars to Africa? Well, we want to secure those cobalt mines because the stupidity in this country thinks that running cars on all electricity is going to be a great idea and save the environment, when in fact, it's probably the worst thing that we could ever do. But that's a whole other discussion. Um, 
And, and, and I talked to someone who used to drive. Do you still drive an electric car? No, I had that Prius for a while, but that was just because gas was five oh, bucks yeah. a gallon. And, and you lived way out in the, you know, in the sticks, and you yeah, were in town. Long, I, I, yeah. I understood that. I totally got that. It, that was a purposeful one. Um, but making everybody get them, I, I think that's a little crazy. And you got out of California a long time before me, and I got to tell you, that was the best move I think both you and I ever made was leaving that state. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think about it, you got a state like that. It's going to mandate everybody have an electric car. They can't even keep the lights on now. Yeah. Oh, and what it's are you only- going to do when everybody gets a car? Are you, I mean, are, are you kidding me? You got rid. You won't get. You won't build new nuclear plants, which is really, truly the only efficient way to have a environmental, if you want to call it, way to have energy. Uh, you get. You won't let let them build any more of those. And then you're trying to say, okay, we're going to do wind and solar, but you know, guess what? The wind doesn't always blow, and and two, the sun doesn't always shine, and you don't have enough battery. I think it was. I think it was even Elon Musk was talking about. It would be like sixty trillion dollars to have enough battery backups and. Texas, so they wouldn't have been able to have that uh, when they had that black and that mass blackout mm-hmm. during the storm. He's like, it would have been trillions and trillions of dollars to have enough batteries. The, the, the technology's not there. Not to mention, it's awful for the environment. Mm-hmm. None of it makes any sense. I mean, you have to drive the car. What do they say? It's like thirty thousand, forty thousand miles. You have to drive an electric car before you reach the same to what you'd be net zero as far as emissions go. I mean, people don't even keep their cars that long. And and the idea is, but it, it's all see. <laughs> I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but it seems like we legislate now based on feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. You know, you know, we, we don't want people to feel bad, so we're going to say, if you don't use the right pronouns, that's a crime. Well, no, that can't be a crime because that's a, against the First Amendment. But fuck the First Amendment, I, I guess. I, it, it, it's so stupid. We so had that stupid. here at our, our university. I guess there were the, the cops had to be called because one of the professors didn't use the right pronouns and the person in the class like flipped out. So they ended up calling the police because they were freaking out over the fact that here in Montana. And I'm thinking, Jesus, are you kidding me? Because you use the wrong word? Yeah. Like if someone walks up to me and calls me Jim, am I going to flip out and start swinging on him? You should. You might as well. I mean, uh, my God. Yes. Um, so. Before I get to the, the big, big question, you're a former teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is something that I cover on my – I try not to because I hate these school shooting stories and things like that. But we have to talk about them, especially now that, that we found out that four of the last six are transgender shooters uh, or non-binary or whatever the fuck they want to call themselves because it's stupid. Um we never had to worry about this as kids. You and I, when we went to school, we never had to worry about school shooters. Mm-mm. And and I think that's awful that kids nowadays, they, it's in their head that there could be a school shooting. Mm-hmm. What are we not doing? What are we what, what, what are we missing? Because I don't think it, it, it's not the guns. It's it, it, you want to talk mental health and you, you get shouted down. I, I have a theory that we need to secure the schools better. Well, I, I think that's true. I think you don't, and I'm not saying we're never going to have a school shooting here in Montana, knock on wood. We don't really have those. But a lot of the, I know teachers that, that carry. They have concealed mm-hmm. carry permits. And they have, in their briefcase, they have a gun. And people know that here. And, I mean, you'd have to be pretty, you have to be pretty whacked out to walk around and, and start shooting somebody. And don't get me wrong, we have shootings here in Billings. Downtown, they're almost all drug-related. 
but you have to be an absolute nut to think you're going to be able to get into a school and there's not going to be a teacher in there that's going to put you down and know how to put you down because we have hunters in, in concealed carry permit. You have to go, you have to go and take a class for that. And, uh, you know, I think that to me, that is the only answer because you're not, okay, first of all, let's say you stop making guns tomorrow. There's still at least a gun for every human being in the United States. You're not going to go confiscate them. Are you kidding me? You can't do anything efficiently. It would take years and years and years and people wouldn't give them up. There'd be shootings. It'd be mass hysteria. So let's just get that out of the way. We're not getting rid of guns. If you, let's say you legislate can't, can't buy them anymore. Fine. There's enough in America right now that, that, that there's still plenty. So you got to just throw that out the window. And so what do you do? And you look at it logically and the logical statement would be you would arm the schools. Hey, instead of sending $800 billion to Ukraine, let's use that money there. Instead of sending trillions of dollars over the last 20 years to all these other countries, let's make sure our schools are safe. See, Because you're not going to, you can't get rid of mental illness because a lot of times you don't know the person's that crazy. I mean, these mm -hmm. parents don't pay enough attention to their kids to know that their kid had 14 guns in their house. I mean, come on. My dad would have known if I had a gun in my room. Are you kidding me? He'd mm -hmm. kick the shit out of me. So this is where you and I will 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 probably. I don't necessarily think that teachers should be armed because I think that especially today's modern teachers with their political agendas and and hiding the fact that they want to hide transitional kids from their parents. Mm -hmm. um, right. I've come up with something, and and I stole it from somebody who was talking about after nine eleven what happened in New York City. Oh, hold on a second. I got to do this since I said New York City. New York City. Um. Why don't we lock schools down to where there's only one way in? All the doors can still open from the inside out if there's a fire. But all the and, and we can use all those millions and trillions that you were talking about. And we can make our schools actually safe to where people can't get in through a back door because a camera and alarm will go off. And we'll know exactly where that person is. And we can lock down the classrooms that way. I think we need to make the schools more secure as a fortress before we start outfitting teachers with guns. Well, and I agree with that. And I don't necessarily think every teacher should have a weapon. I think you could have armed security guards, um, but, but you know, you're, you're dead on. Although I know that one of the school shootings, someone did open the door for this person. Um, so there are some schools that are like that, that are locked. In fact, where I taught at, at central, here in Billings, the Catholic school, they, yeah, you couldn't get in. It, the doors were locked from the outside. You had to have a key to get in there. And, and I 100% agree with you. It, it should be like that. I mean, I mean, I mean, have like, you know, armed guards sense. at the front door. You have one way in. You have those armed guards there all day. Metal detector, x-ray machine. Sorry. If you want your kids to be safe, they walk through there. Okay. They come in. Nobody can come into the school without going through that. That, that, that's my only thing right there. And if you want to come to the front door and you got a gun, guess what? Those two armed guards are former military members, and they're going to put you down. Yeah. The end. No, exactly right. I mean, if you want to go get your Social Security card here in Billings, the Social Security office, they've got armed guards, and you have to walk through a metal detector. Mm-hmm. And, to and, go get your Social Security card. No one's going to shoot the Social Security office up. <laughs> um, now, when you were a teacher, you, you, you said you had to get out of that world. How bad are the teachers' unions? Now, here's the, so two things like the teachers that I know here in Billings are, are, are wonderful people. Um, they, they work hard. I had one friend of mine, she's at a different district here outside of Billings. And she's talking about how she's ready to get out of it because it's been, they've had to change the way they grade. She's basically, so now it's pass fail and basically everybody passes. 
So I, I think a lot of it comes from the Department of Education mandating to the states because, hey, do you want our education money? Mm-hmm. Then you have to do what we say. And so that's where that that's where, you know, Vivek was talking about getting rid of the Department of Education. That's why, because we hold the, the federal government holds those purse strings over each individual state. So the state can't actually run their their education department the way they want to. They have to fall into line because, if, unfortunately, if we didn't have the federal money for it, we wouldn't have enough money for the schools. We'd be taxing people even more because the government's the most inefficient thing in the world. So we just throw more money at it. So I think teachers as a whole, at least around here, most of the ones I know are wonderful people. I don't agree with them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with them politically on a lot of a lot of things, but Montana's a little different. The, the professors I had at Chico State were absolutely ridiculous. They were crazy left wing loons. I used to argue with them when I was at school there all the time. They would just show one side of the story and wouldn't show the other side of the story. Happened here at the University in Montana State. I used to raise my hand in class and they would just shake their head because they knew I was going to call them out on it. You know, don't indoctrinate these kids. You're supposed to teach them to think critically. So show them both sides of the story. And a great example, when I was student teaching at, at, at the high school here in town, uh, it was during the Obama election, and I asked every kid the next day, I'm like, who did I vote for? And it was about a 50-50 split who they thought I voted for in that. In that. And then my, my mentor teacher said, how, how did they know who I voted for? I said, well, you had an Obama sticker on your desk. That's the first clue. Mm-hmm. And the second clue is you do let it slip. You don't try to, but you let it slip how you lean. I used to argue with these kids in the AP U.S. history class about gun rights. I'm like, should, it just, should you just have 100% be able to have any weapon you want? Some of the kids are like, yep, you should. I said, really? Should you be able to have, strap a 50 caliber machine gun on top of your car and drive around town? Well, no. Okay, so you're not totally opposed to some form of gun rules and laws, but right? And, oh, yeah, I didn't really think about it that way. So – yeah, but I'm but I, yet I'm pro Second Amendment. But you wouldn't know that by listening to me give my my lesson that day. I gave both sides of the story, and I wanted them to make their own decisions. But a lot too often these these teachers they want to force kids to believe what they want them to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I, I I agree with you. And, it's, and, and really, it's the conservatives' fault. We stopped going into teaching years and years and years ago, and we allowed this to manifest into what it is today because we chose different career paths. Well, yeah, because we wanted to make money. I, I, I'm sorry to put yeah, it that way, exactly. but, but teachers don't make dick. And these people that get into teaching and they bitch about the money, I sit there and go, wait a second. We have known forever that teachers don't make money. They don't make the money that, that a lot of teachers probably deserve to make because they do a great job. Yeah. But but they're, they're, they're like the police, but they don't get called out like the police because I think like you were talking about doctors early. I think 99% of police are fantastic police and human beings. There's mm-hmm. that one percent though, and that that's a big number, you know. Yeah. With some with some groups, that one percent, they're the bad ones, but they make everybody else look bad, and it seems that way with teachers. But we'll see. No, um, and and part of the reason they don't make the money that they should is, you know, like we have our Lincoln Center here downtown, which is where all the administrative is for the big school district. For every dollar goes in there, only pennies actually reach the reach the classroom you've got mm-hmm. these guys getting their new furniture every five years and their and their and their things overhauled and then i, I there's a few secretaries and, and god love them hard workers they've worked there forever they make more than our teachers do yeah oh i'll never forget when i was growing up here in texas we had a the superintendent of dallas independent school district they 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 did a, a, a an audit on him the guy was wearing $5,000, and this is in the 80s. He's wearing $5,000 suits every day to work, driving a new Mercedes, lives in Highland Park, and he's the 
I, and I'm sitting there going, why does he make so much as the as the superintendent? You know, I, I mean, he's not he's not the grunt doing the grunt work, and it ended up he was taking money off the top. Shocking. Yeah. You know, and and, and that shit happens, and you just say fuck that shit. Oh, now before before we get to the fun stuff here, um, and and we 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 end things. First thing, I, I'm going to ask you the hardest question that I've got on my piece of paper. Okay. What can save America? I you know. I don't know that it truly can be. I mean, if you look through the history of the world, uh, every empire rises and falls. Um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, Rome's burning right now. Um, uh, I, I don't know that it can. I, I, I have, uh, there's a glimmer of hope that, that we're going to get so crazy. And maybe, maybe that's the positive of the craziness over this transgender stuff that's going on right now, that maybe it will wake a lot of people up to like, Hey man, we need to, Whoa, this is getting, I mean, when Bill Maher becomes one of the leading conservative thinkers I know, in right? our country, even though he's not conservative, but he's considered that. I mean, that tells you that even he has woken up to being like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Yeah. I'm for, for drugs and I hate Trump and all this stuff, but man, this is just nuts. Right. So maybe more and more people will wake up and go, okay, there's something that needs to be done. And, uh, you know, it, it starts at the home. It starts with the parents teaching their kids right and wrong, uh, raising their children, um, having, you know, t- two parents in the family uh, who, who are taking care of the children and, and teaching them the values and whether you want to m- make it be religious values or just the values of, hey, right and wrong. Yeah, don't go out and spit on somebody. Don't go out and kick someone when they're down. Don't go out and just be a total asshole. Like, mm-hmm. be nice to people. Be kind to people. Yeah, I, I, it's true. Well, maybe <clears throat> that's the only thing I think it'll save us is if at, at the home we start, we just change where we're at right now. Too many parents right now are too too into themselves. They care about themselves. Their kids just go off and do whatever they want. You know, they oh yeah, my kid's got TikTok. Who cares? I don't care what he does. And 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 so they're learning from these TikTok people. You know what they think is what's right and what's wrong, and, and they're not getting anything at home that's kind of instilling them the same things that were instilled in you and I. Yeah, mine was probably a little bit out of fear, but I also have a big issue with that either. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I, I, I have a fear of going to jail. Yeah, right? oh yeah, oh, so big that's why time. I don't go out and shoot something. You know, that's why I would never even think about shooting somebody unless it was out of self defense. Because hey, I don't want to go to jail. I know what happens to people in jail. My brother was in jail. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you, a good thing. Do, do you think that that Milo Yiannopoulos uh, leading uh, Yeezy's campaign in 2024 will help? Because Kanye's <laughs> running again, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, we talk about mental illness. I mean, fucking flip flopping back and forth. What he says, who he likes, who he doesn't like. That guy, I feel. I mean, I can't really feel bad for him. He's a million, probably close to a billionaire. Does what he wants, but. This uh, guy's yeah, an that's... idiot. <laughs> I mean, he is, and he's running for president again. Please stop. Um, we had people here taking signatures last time. Just get him on the ballot here Jesus in Montana. Christ. Yeah, um, we need you to sign this so we can get Kanye on the on the ballot here in Montana. I'm like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. I I, I, I kind of like America, and I don't want to make a joke out of it. Um, speaking of jokes, let's talk about our favorite football team, shall we? Ah, yes. <sighs> the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas yeah. Now, do you still watch, do you watch wrestling at all anymore or no? Uh, a little bit. I okay. tend to find myself pulling up Peacock and I end up watching old wrestling as opposed to the current stuff. Yeah, okay. All I do right. watch a little of it. All right. Uh, well, we won't go into a big wrestling discussion, uh, but but we will talk about the Cowboys and, and golf also. Um, 
the draft last week kind of yeah. eh, kind of eh. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, well, obviously I hated the first two picks because they were Michigan uh, players, but I mean, do we need a run stopper in the middle? Yeah, we do. Did we need to take him in the first round? Probably not. Although I guess there's a rumor Kansas City was trying to trade up to that position to take him, which I highly doubt. But that was the rumor. Uh, will he help the the defense? Absolutely. The Schoonmaker, he's just another guy that we've already got three of him, so yeah. I, he doesn't do anything for me. But then you get a little further down the list, and I like some of the picks. I like the overshone guy from Texas. I think Stug. he's going to be. I think Stug. he's going to be solid. Oh, he 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 coming on one side and Mika Parsons on the other side. Quarterbacks yeah. aren't going to be able to throw the ball. Yeah, I, I really like that pick. I, you know, I really like the deuce, the, the deuce pick too, I do too. Late in the draft, hey, you need speed, and what don't we really have other than Pollard is speed. Well, we got that one little flanker that that returned kicks last year, who's about the same size as Deuce. We got two little guys, but I don't know why we didn't put that guy in his slot receiver. Is he not tough? Can he? Not I think take that was. It? I think that was a Kellen Moore thing. I, I really think because. I think that with uh, McCarthy calling the plays now, I think you're going to see him get involved a little bit more because he liked the Randall Cobb slot guy who mm. can do a lot of different things. I don't think Kellen Moore liked that, and I think uh, I think you'll see him, and I think you'll see Vaughn come in and, and just you only need to give him five, ten plays a, a yeah. game. Just yeah, throw yeah. him a couple things out yeah. in space, see what happens. Okay, he doesn't get a yard, great. Well, that's no different than Dak throwing it 50 yards down the field and getting picked off. Right. You're going to have two or three of those every game, too. So why not throw a couple little slants out there to these little quick guys and see what happens? Yeah, because, well, Kellen Moore being gone is is fucking happy days for me because I hate him. Yeah. Um, uh, Ogre wants to say, hey, Hutch, how did that Ohio person running back do for the Cowboys? Geek Elliott or something? Ha, 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 go blue. Yeah, he was really good for about four years. I'd say two. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say two. And they're talking about bringing him back. He hasn't signed with anybody, but they're talking yeah. about bringing him back. I'm I don't not want big, him back. I'm not, big, I'm not big into that. I think what happened when he started getting the Afro puffs and putting the bull ring nose ring in, yeah. that's when he gained 30 pounds. That's when he lost it. Yeah. I, like, I, I honestly, I wanted the Cowboys to get B. John Robinson. And a lot of a lot of picks had him falling all the way to twenty seven, and I was like, "Wait, there's no way that kid's going to fall to twenty seven. He's the best running back in college football. He's yeah. been the best running back since for a long time in college football. Um, him going to the Falcons, he's going to be wasted there. I, I I feel bad for him, but I was hey, just glad he didn't go to the Eagles. Oh man, well they, you know, the Eagles. Everybody's so you know worked up about the Eagles. Oh, they got the the whole Georgia off defensive line. That guy who killed the people, that guy is not going to last in the league. I'm just going to tell you that right now. He, this, this guy, the, that first contract is going to those two dead people's families. Well, you know, he, they've already got a couple of good defensive linemen from Georgia from the last couple of years that didn't mm-hmm. really do anything either. So just because you're from Georgia doesn't make you a slam dunk. I like the I like the later pick better than I liked the the Carter pick. I like was it Nolan Smith or Nolan? I liked him better. I wouldn't mind the Cowboys getting him, mm-hmm. but. Uh, um, no, I mean, I've, the Eagles are the Eagles. We'll see what happens this yeah. year. But, uh, well, you know, look, look, as long as Dak is our quarterback, and you know, I said this with Romo too, and I was 100% right, um, we'll never win a Super Bowl with Dak. 
I don't necessarily disagree with you. I mean, I like him more than you do because I like some of the intangibles that he can bring. Mm -hmm. But And I know that his teammates believe in him, but he just makes the bad decision. You know, he has that game against Tampa Bay. He looked like freaking Joe Montana, basically. And then the next week he's back to a typical Dak, missing guys who are open, getting flustered in the pocket, throwing in the dirt. You know, I mean, it's, it's just too much of that. You know, he just – just not to me. He's just not consistent enough. The, the the guy who missed five games yet led the league in interceptions. Yeah, that, that's a dubious honor. I mean, I, that is amazing. Can you imagine if you missed five games and led the league in touchdowns? They would be building <laughs> statues for you. And 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 no, we have know. the guy who's the exact opposite, but we're making him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Well, next to L- Lamar, whatever his name is, over in Baltimore. Yeah. Which, by the way, bad move. Bad oh, I think move. it's a terrible move. Terrible, terrible. move. He misses, he's going to be missing games all the time. Although I think they're going to go – well, that's even worse. They're going to go away from a running quarterback, and I don't know that he has the ability to be a, a just a drop-back passer and throw it 50 times a game. He does And, and look, no, no offense to your school. I, I'm not picking on your school because at least you get people drafted. This was the first year we've had people drafted in a while. Um your team cannot turn out a quarterback, and yet you guys seem to put first guy, you know, first round picks out there all the time. Well, you know, I will tell you this: that uh, the Ohio State's offensive system runs a good system. Guys are running wide open, and so the stats do look amazing, and they do great in college. And you're right; they have not turned out to be worth a damn in in pro football. Will will. Uh, um, CJ be any good? I, I don't know. He made some amazing, I watched every, every down. So, I mean, he made some amazing mm-hmm. throws into some tight windows, but I, he just, to me, doesn't have the it factor as a quarterback to turn a team around. Can he be a good quarterback? Give him a great offensive line and good wide receivers. Yeah. He'll be an adequate quarterback. He'll, he'll do decent things, but if you give him no offensive line and guys that aren't separating, yeah, he's going to struggle. I, I don't see him struggling as much as the Florida quarterback that went at what number four. Oh yeah, Andy. Richardson. Well, that guy can't. You know, I mean, he he missed guys wide open all year long. The guy only had thirteen starts. How do yeah. you draft a guy at four with thirteen starts? You're looking for the next Lamar Jackson, the next Jalen Hurts. Who? Okay, yeah, we'll get a guy wide open running down the field. You'll hit him one out of two times, and then you'll also run for a thousand yards and fifteen touchdowns. I don't. That's, I don't want that's the kind next. Of where they've went. I don't want the next Jalen Hurts. I don't want that. I want the next Tom Brady, the one that wins six Super Bowls. Yeah, I want a winner. I, that's what I want. I want a winner. The end. And that's why I'm. I, look, I'm telling you right now. In three years, Stetson Bennett could be leading the Rams to the promised land again. I don't like Stetson Bennett. I don't like him, but the kid's a fucking winner. That's all I got to say about him. Something to be said about winners. Um, now let's talk about some golf, shall we? Um, sure. I have never asked you about this, and I want to know what your feelings are on the Live Golf Tour. Okay, well, that's a, that's a good one. Um, do I begrudge those guys for leaving? Absolutely not. Um, especially the guys who are over the hill, guys who are in the middle of the pack. The DJs of the world, if I was him, I've already made $180 million. I probably don't leave because to me, legacy would mean more to me than making a whole bunch of extra dough. I mean, his wife's loaded too. So, sure. you know, Brooks Kepka, same thing. He's made tons and tons of money when he was in that Netflix series. He was talking about, yeah, I made a decision for my family. Really? Did you just look at your house there on Jupiter Island? You could sell that. You could sell that house tomorrow and your, your great, great grandkids probably never have to work. So don't give me that. If you want to just say, oh, you went for the money because you're greedy and you want more money. Fine. 
I have no problem. What's with that. the bigger lie that they did it for their family or they did it to grow the game? Oh God! Yeah, both <laughs> those things are just absolutely awful. Now, as far as live goes, I don't like shotgun starts. I don't like the fact that it's 54 holes. I don't like the fact that it's no cuts. I don't like the fact that the PGA has implemented a few more no cut tournaments. I think that was the best thing about golf is you had to earn your money. It wasn't like football where you have one great season. Now you get a hundred million dollars and you're a sack of shit for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But so yeah, as far as that goes, the whole Saudi thing, I don't really give a shit where the money comes from, whatever. Yeah. If you, if you don't want to be happy about it because they get it from Saudi Arabia, fine. That's your right to do. Didn't really, doesn't really bother me that much. Mm -hmm. Now I just don't like shotgun starts as a guy who's played in them at the member guest and the guy who has coached them in high school golf. I hate them. The golf course was designed to be played from hole one to hole 18. Mm -hmm. And the only time they don't do that is when they have to do the split starts. So you start on 10, but still for the most part, it goes in the correct order. Could you imagine you're starting out your final round? Your first hole is number 17 at TPC Sawgrass. Sorry. That is a, a huge advantage for you because there's no pressure when it's yeah. your next to last hole huge pressure mm -hmm. so to me the whole shotgun thing is just terrible not to mention let's say you're at the golf course and the guy who started on 14 wins the tournament where who are you following yeah yeah we're, 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 you, you can't just run from 18 to 14 in two yeah. seconds when you yeah. find out the guy on 14 is going to take the lead yeah yeah everybody takes a seat around hole 13 now to see him win the tournament you right? know it, yeah. uh, I, I I think it's I, – I accidentally saw a little bit of it on TV. I can't stand the shorts. I, th I think that's yeah. that that's a, abysmal. These are professional golfers. If I want to watch this, I'll, I'll go out and they, I'll go into somebody's backyard and watch people play at a, a local course. Um, right. <laughs> look, it, and, and by the way, there, golf is about one thing and one thing mainly, and that's tradition. And the Live Golf Tour has none. Why would it? Nope. Why, I, I want to watch the, the greats and the highlights of the British Open. I want to see the U.S. Open like that. The Masters. I mean, nothing will touch those. Nothing will ever touch the PGA Tour. I think it's abysmal. I think it's stupid. How much longer do you give it? Well, it just depends how long Saudi wants to keep kicking down dough. They've got millions, billions. Well, hell, I mean, you listen to Joe Rogan. He said, you know, some of those guys are trillionaires over mm -hmm. there. So, I mean, they could do it as long as they wanted to. Will they? Probably not if it doesn't turn a profit at some point. And when you're getting beat by funniest home videos on the CW network, it's going to be a long time until that thing makes any money. Yeah, it was great in Australia. Australia was begging for a tournament to come down there. And, you know, that hole where Kepka, Chase Kepka gets a hole in one and they mm -hmm. douse him with beer. Yeah, wonderful for them, right? That was a great place. So, so stick it there, you know, yeah. fine. Don't, just don't come to America where you have to give tickets away. Just say, hey, we're a world tour and we're off. Of course, they're not even called a tour anymore. Now they're the Live Golf League because they want to get rid of the tour name because we're these teams. Well, you know what? Americans don't love team golf. We love it. We love it once a year. Yeah. And that's about it. Once every, and, once uh, every other year. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, the President's yeah, Cup nobody really likes, but yeah. You know. So I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I could it last? It could, as long as they want to spend the money. You know, are they going to steal all the top t talent? I don't think so. You might get a few more big names to go, but you know, even with the guy who's not even playing right now, Tiger Woods, he still moves the needle better than anybody else. And until he says it's a cool thing to do, a lot of golfers are not going to watch. We're going to talk about him here in just a second. One more question about Liv. When the yeah. Saudis do pull it, because they are pretty good business people, um, mm -hmm. when they pull it, what happens to those players? Oh, they'll probably. I, I have a feeling if it did, if it did crumble, um, and they wanted to come back, I think the PGA would take them back. 
um, you know, because the PGA is all about having is going to want to have the best players. And I, I think they would take them back. Then maybe they say, OK, yeah, you can't come back this year. You got to wait or you got to put out an apology or wh- whatever it may be. But I think they would take it back. You, you're going to want to have the talent. I mean, people still love DJ people for whatever reason. People still want to follow Phil. But uh, um, so you'll have Brooks Kepka. As long as they're good enough to play, I think they'll eventually make their way back on. I think I think they'll take them back. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'd love to see him, you know, just burn them out and say, fuck you. You said fuck you to us, so we say fuck you to you. But I, I agree with what you said, especially from a business aspect. Now let's talk about that fellow, Eldrick, uh, who did not do well this year at the Masters. I did pick him to win because I, I picked him the day after the car accident to win this year's Masters. I was yeah. wrong. Have we seen the last of Tiger Woods? No, I think he'll trudge himself out there for the majors as long as he can walk. And maybe this ankle surgery will help that. I think where you'll see him again, I think you will actually see him on the senior tour. I, it wouldn't surprise me if that rekindles his desire. He's like, okay, I, I'm the greatest that ever played on the PGA tour. Hmm. What if I went on the senior tour now that I can ride in a cart and I win, I don't know, 15 majors on the senior tour, which he very well capable of doing. I mean, yes, I see the way he hits the ball, ball yeah. speed 180. I mean, come on, I can't. I'm 150 at best, and he's he has a he has a no leg and no foot, and he's hitting it that that good. If he didn't have to walk, I think he'd be just fine. The problem is he has to walk, so right. maybe the Masters is not the venue for him to walk. It's one of the hardest walks in golf, but I think you'll see him maybe a few more times. And if he can't finish, I think that'll be it. But I think you'll see him try to do it one at least one or two more times, and then the Senior Tour will come calling. I think I think you'll see him on there. Jack's talked to him, and Jack said, "Yeah, he's going to play on the Senior Tour." I think Tiger on the Senior Tour. I think yeah, I think you nailed it right there. It it, it sparks that competition back up in him, mm-hmm. and he starts. Don- I, yeah, I I will say this. I'll make this prediction. Tiger Woods will win a Masters after the age of fifty. Because I imagine, I imagine he hates the fact that Phil is the oldest major winner. Mm-hmm. I think oh, yeah. he, I think he hates that fact, and he wants to rub it in Phil's face, and he wants to do it at the Masters. And I think once he has that competition, and some strength has been coordinated in that leg, and Tiger's fucking happy, I think he wins again. One more, just one. Yeah. I, I just want one can, more. If, if he can walk, he can do it. He knows that golf course better than just about anybody, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, I I think it just boils down to walk. I mean, it was it was painful watching him oh, that God. last round. It was rough. I, mean, I was sad for him. It was it was it was it was sad. Mm-hmm. Well, Hutch, that does it for us today, buddy. Uh, Hi, brother. I, you, you're welcome on this show anytime you want. If there's something that happens, uh, I I will definitely call you. So thank you so much, brother. Absolutely, man. I will definitely try to chime in here a little bit more. I've been a little quiet for a while, but. Uh, uh, I've had a new uh, new energy spark to me with all this nonsense going on. So you'll probably hear me call again. All right, cool, buddy. Well, uh, you take care, and uh, uh, I miss you, buddy, and I'll talk to you soon. Miss you too, man. All right, all right pal. See ya. Bye. Uh, my my dear friend Hutch there. So that was a good interview. See, 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 I can talk to people. I don't know why the liberals don't want to talk to me. 775-357-FANS is the number. Uh, by the way, happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. If he brings you happiness Then I wish you both the best It's your happiness that matters most of all 
But if he ever breaks your heart If the teardrop ever starts I'll be there before the next teardrop falls Si te quiere de verdad Y te da felicidad Te deseo lo más bueno para los dos Pero si te hace llorar A mí me puedes hablar Y estaré contigo cuando triste estás You need me by your side to drive away every teardrop that you cry. And if he ever leaves you blue, just remember I love you and I'll be there before the next. Teardrop falls And I'll be there Before the next Teardrop falls Texas town of El Paso I fell in love with a Mexican girl Nighttime would find me in Rose's cantina Music would play and Felina would whirl Blacker than night were the eyes of Felina Wicked and evil while casting a spell my love was deep for this Mexican maiden I was in love but in vain I could tell One night a wild young cowboy came in Wild as the West Texas wind Dashing and daring a drink he was sharing With wicked Felina the girl that I love So in anger I challenged his right for the love of this maiden Down put his hand for the gun that he wore My challenge was answered in less than a heartbeat The handsome young stranger lay dead on the floor Out through the back door of roses I ran Out where the horses were tied Like it could run up on its back and away I did ride Just as fast as I could from the West Texas town of El Paso Back to the badlands of New Mexico 
Back in El Paso, my life would be worthless. Everything's gone in life, nothing is left. It's been so long since I've seen the young maiden. My love is stronger than my fear of death. I saddle up and away I did go, riding alone in the dark. Maybe tomorrow a bullet may find me. Tonight nothing's worse than this pain in my heart. And at last here I am on the hill overlooking El Paso I can see Rosa's cantina below My love is strong and it pushes me onward Down off the hill to Felina I go Off to my right I see five mounted cowboys Off to my left right a dozen or more Shouting and shooting, I can't let them catch me I have to make it to Rose's back door Something is dreadfully wrong, for I feel A deep burning pain in my side Though I am trying to stay in the saddle I'm getting weary, unable to ride But my love for Felina is strong And I rise where I've fallen Though I am weary, I can't stop to rest I see the white puff of smoke from the rifle I feel the bullet go deep in my chest From out of nowhere, Felina has found me Kissing my cheek as she kneels by my side Cradled by two loving arms that I'll die for One little kiss and Felina South of the border, down Mexico way That's where I fell in love when the stars above came out to play And now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray South of the border, down Mexico way was a picture in old Spanish lace Just for a tender while I kissed the smile upon her face Cause it was fiesta And we were so gay South of the border Mexico way Then she sighed as she whispered manana Never dreaming that we were parting And I lied as I whispered manana Cause our tomorrow never came South of the border I jumped back one day There in a veil of white by 
by the candlelight she knelt to pray the mission bells told me that I mustn't stay south of the border Mexico way Mission bells told me, ding dong, that I must not stay, stay south of the border, down Mexico way. I, 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 Also known as ass. Man, oh man. I'm gonna violate that. Wait, no, that's not. Wait, wait. Word. Call 775-357-FANS. Man, I am filling you up with the Cinco de Mayo feelings for this weekend. Stinkfist said, Freddy fucking Fender. Hell yeah, Freddy fucking Fender. And we had Marty Robbins. I'm sorry, sassy Pammy. I, I didn't mean to ruin it for you. I'm not nearly as I didn't warm up my voice well enough today. I, I, I'm sorry about that. That was your dad's favorite. Well, hey, I, I love Marty Robbins, too. And then you got to have Frank doing South of the Border. Oh, wait, I, I still got more music to come on this lovely, lovely Cinco de Mayo. Adam J says, did I log into the right show? Buenos dias, Arnie. This Spanish had me going for a second. Yeah. Maybe for next Lunar New Year, you can play Dean Martin's Chinaman's Chance. Oh, you, you, you mean this 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 fine ditty right here? From Time Life Music comes a one-of-a-kind Rat Pack collection, their most bigoted songs. All your favorite once-acceptable hits like Dean Martin singing Chinaman's Chance. And Mr. Chinaman saying his Chinaman way. Ding-a-ling-a-ching-a-chong-a-ching-a-chong-choo. There you go, V-Coop, just for you. Um, Mage is laughing. Frank had it right. Mexico is awesome. Good. In Mexico, the leading station is KRTL, Cartel Radio. (laughs) Okay, so today is uh, Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May. Um, And I have this wonderful thing for you guys. Restaurant freebies and deals you can redeem today and this weekend. Motherfucker having flashbacks to my cortisone shot the other day. All right, so these are the places that you will be able to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Are y'all ready? Boy, it don't get much more uh, authentic than this. Applebee's. (laughs) This is whole list. This list is fantastic. I looked through it. It's amazing. It's so racist. It's funny. Applebee's is offering $6 cervezas and sip deals for Cinco de Mayo and the rest of spring. Customers can choose two margaritas, a daiquirita, frozen margaritas. No food deals there, though. Only cervezas and margaritas. 
Our next place, now this sounds a little bit more authentic, even though it has nothing to do with Mexico. Chipotle, Mexican Grill. If you like Chipotle and you don't get headaches from all the MSG, which they say they don't have, but that's why I get headaches when I eat there. You can get, um, if you order uh, food on the, the delivery thing, you enter the code CINCO23, like CINCO23. That's what it is, CINCO23. Get a $0 delivery. There you go. There you go. Our next restaurant offering deals for Cinco de Mayo. Now, I, I got to tell you, every time I walk in this place, I, 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 mean, I mean, honestly, every time I walk in there, they're playing this song right here. Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box can't have a deal. Because they don't use the letter J in Mexico. It would be hack in a box. <laughs> Their deal run from yesterday until May 7th. You can get breakfast burritos for $3.50 or order any tiny tacos for $3 and two tacos for $0.99. Cents. Well, celebration. <laughs> Okay, I, I have to save, I have to save the best one for last. Uh, the next restaurant that is offering deals for the Cinco de Mayo will be the On the Border Mexican Grill and Cantina. Arriba, arriba! Which, by the way, started in Dallas, <laughs> not Mexico. Javier in the box. For the weekend, Red Robin becomes Palero Rojo, where you don't need Mexican water to shit your pants. Just bottomless fries. God bless the funny side of cultural appropriation. It's never tasted so bueno. What about Panda Express? Oh, I've got the per- oh, I've got an even more perfect George Strait song for today. Sorry. Um, On the Border is offering $6 Cinco Ritas. Yes, indeed. Cinco Ritas and $15. Grand Poppy entries on May 5th at participating locations. They can choose from a cheese quesadilla, a chicken tinga enchilada, seasoned ground beef taco, a chicken flauto, or beef empanada, all served with Mexican rice and queso. Where are the fucking beans? Give me some damn beans. Um, So there you go. If you go there, you can get that done. By the way, they've also partnered with Mexicans, Mexico's own Mark Wahlberg and his tequila brand, calling it the Marky Marg. I'm not making that up. They make a margarita called the Marky Marg. He's from, he's from that northern Mexican town of Boston. I got I to gotta say, this is the funniest shit. I, I wish I could have wrote this. That's how funny this is. That, 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 that a company is broadcasting that they are advertising 
that they partnered with a Bostonian to sell tequila on Cinco de Mayo. The only thing better is the next mention of restaurants that they use. Authentic as authentic can be. Taco Bell! <laughs> Marky Mark has done more for Mexicans than Cesar Chavez. Boston is very Mexican. Green for the Celtics, Red Sox, and white people in the middle like the Mexican flag. Taco Bell is offering a whopping 10% discount on steak grilled cheese burritos that are ordered from Friday, May 5th to May 7th. But it can only be rewards members who gets them. Oh, that just bums me out. Come on. Y'all ain't got Taco Cabanas, do you? We got Taco Cabanas all over the place here. They got a double crunch pizza and margarita bundle for $6.99. Taco John's, which I know they have on the West Coast. Um, they're offering a free beef and potato burrito, which are delicious. I've had that. Um, but you have to be a rewards member once again. I've never heard of a place called Tijuana Flats. Not that I would ever eat there. Uh, but they also are offering a $5 Cinco menu that has multiple items. But the most authentic Mexican restaurant on here. What song? Damn it, this is where I need I need Christopher here to tell me who the Oh, 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 oh I oh I know. Oh, I, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, I have to play her. Oh, it doesn't get much more Mexican and more authentic than this. Um. Here we go. Got a little Selena going. restaurant we're going to talk about is oh charlie's restaurant and bar <laughs> oh charlie's restaurant and bar <laughs> christopher says notice that all this cultural appropriation and you'll not hear a peep out of us because it's a good thing for our people to find joy in your culture yeah uh, it doesn't get more authentic than tamales in a can, right, Christopher? Mm. Oh, Charlie's. <laughs> I laugh because it's a fucking Irish place. Oh, Charlie's is offering the Cinco de Mayo special with the big 5-0 event. Offering $5 chicken tender nachos and $5 margaritas. And they put the O in apostrophe. The Margoritas. At all of their locations. At O'Charlie's. 
Boy, oh boy, if I can't get a sombrero on my birthday at O'Charlie's, then that's not authentic Mexican. Oh. <laughs> God almighty, we are an awful society. We are the worst place. This is why the rest of the world hates us. Thank God that the Mexican people are so nice and they, they, they forgive us for our stupidity. Really, oh, Charlie's. Oh, Charlie's is having Cinco de Mayo specials and they write about it. Y'all eating at ponchos tonight? Oh, I imagine ponchos would be fucking packed today. Oh, I, I, I'm staying away from Mexican places today. They will. I, look, look, it always happens. It happens all the time. And not that I don't want to celebrate, but I, I, I don't. Oh, holy shit. Turnpike Troopadors are coming to fucking Billy Bob's. <whistles> oh, boy. That'd be a show I'd like to see. How much are tickets? Let's see how much tickets are. Tickets on sale Friday at 10. 125 pit, $50 general admission. Shit, that's a lot for them. Fuck that. Top of the one, you senior. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it so much. I this is I I I honestly think the if you ask me what my favorite thing of of Merrick is, it's the blatant yet misunderstood racism that we have for every culture in this in this country. It is so blatantly terrible and stereotypical and we mean no real harm by it. And, and 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 look, look. I understand people are trying to drum up businesses like O'Charlie's, but you got to think about how stupid that is. It, it's like when when a Mexican restaurant celebrates St. Patrick's Day. It's kind of stupid. Be right back, ass family. Picking up some uh, week old quail for the ranch. Excited for quail eggs and hatching my own. Very nice. In honor of Cinco de Maya, in solidarity with my Mexican brothers and sisters, I'm driving four hours to the border and sneaking into Mexico. Okay. Um, good news. Yesterday, Joe Murphy and I, uh, we, 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 we gave our, our, our decision on this, and, and you spoke along as family, and obviously the jury was listening to us when we, when we did this story. Ed Sheeran found not guilty of plagiarizing music. Um, he stressed after the courtroom, he, he came out and he got his pound of flesh yesterday. He says he's no one's piggy bank. He was very, very annoyed, very upset that he was accused of stealing people's music. He was mad the fact that he missed his grandma's, uh, uh, funeral. 98-year-old grandma was buried the day before in Ireland and he couldn't be there for it. Um, he won this case. There was no chance he was ever going to quit music. There's just no case. It, it, What's he going to do, be a handyman? What, Ed Sheeran services where he comes and he changes your light bulb and he, he'll, he'll give you a ditty every now and then? Good for him that he fought the good fight, stood up for himself. I could hear it in there, but it wasn't enough, so he, he's going to get off. This was a money grab. 
And and I said it was uh, the family of Marvin Gaye. It was not the family a member of Marvin Gaye. It was somebody who co collaborated with the song. Ed Sheeran puts on a pointy hat and sits on your front lawn. Yeah, he could be a garden gnome. He'd be a very good one. What is playing right now? Is that my phone? Oh, yeah. I don't want my phone playing anything there. The jurors, three men and four women, deliberated for under three hours for realizing that this was stupid and he's getting off scot-free, so good for him. He's going to move on. Ed Sheeran, not going to have to pay $100 million in restitution to the family of that person who was looking for money. We can all tell the truth. This was nothing but a money grab. Shame on those people. They, you, you know, it, it, in in cases like that, I, I think that the, the bad people that are trying to do the money grab. Um, hold on a second. We got an update on this story. Liam Morrison expecting comment or two from his peers when he wore a T-shirt. There are only two genders. We played this kid last week, the kid that spoke at the uh, – the meeting. He was pulled out of gym class, told to remove the shirt because several students and staff complained, but when he respectfully declined to take the shirt off, they called his daddy to come pick him up. In emails reviewed by Fox Digital, um, Morrison has violated the dress code, specifically content of his shirt, targeted students for a protected class, namely the area of gender identity. Why, are we, why do we have protected classes? I'm reading the story on the fly here, sorry. Middle school student said he wore the shirt because he wanted to express his First Amendment rights. The reason I wore the shirt is because everyone has a right to their opinions. Massachusetts Family Institute, nonpartisan public privacy organization, sent a demand letter Monday laying how it violated his First Amendment rights. So they're saying it was a different thing. Morrison said the young man said nobody confronted him, and the school is saying several people came forward. So it's a he said, they said thing. So there you go. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Whoa, what's this? White House reportedly worried over Hunter Biden going rogue with legal defense plan. Legitimate headache. <laughs> the unraveling is starting. Uh, all right, we got to talk about a story that happened uh, this week. Has to do with barstool sports. I, I am a big fan of Dave Portnoy. I don't necessarily like his politics, and I don't like a lot of things that he stands for. But his business hustle and his work ethic, I do respect very, very much so. They had to fire an employee this week. Guy named Ben Mintz. I I don't know who that is. I I don't watch enough Barstool to know who their people are. I I know a couple of them. Um, from what I understand, he was on a podcast and he was reading the words to a rap song, and he rapped out the N word. And from what I understand, and there's video evidence that that he is uh he's shocked when he says it. He apologizes immediately and he apologizes profusely for it. But they had to fire him because he said the N-word. Mainly because they were bought by a big company, and the big company has rules in place and this and that. 
Dave Portnoy said he rapped a racial slur. He turned white as a ghost. You could tell instantly he was like, oh, my God, what did I do? It was a Ron Burgundy moment. He read it. He knew he fucked up. He's been super apologetic, like in shambles. There's no hatred behind it, no nothing, still awful, but not my wildest dream that I think I'd be sitting here being like, we have to fire him for it. So, uh, fire him for being stupid enough to say it on the air, no matter what the context, it's 2023, he knew what was he was doing. He, he was doing uh, First of the Month by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, there, there's a part of me that really wants to totally agree with Ogre. There is a part of me because you kind of have to know where you are when you say things. This, to me, is is a lot different than the Morgan Wallen thing on so many levels. You remember country singer Morgan Wallen, who everybody hates now again because he ditched out on the show. I guess y'all never heard of No Show Jones or Hank Williams Jr. Okay. Um, but he was caught by a neighbor on camera calling a friend of his the N-word using the A ending and he had to go to, you know, counseling for it. By, by the way, by the way, he was selling out shows still left and right everywhere. Country music took country radio took his music off the radio, yet he was still selling records at, at, at a huge clip and selling out concerts all over the country. And when he came to apologize, I said, who are you apologizing to? Your fans don't care. Who are you apologizing to? Now... The barstool thing, you may have a lot of black fans. Morgan Wallen probably doesn't have a lot. I'm not going to say he doesn't have black fans, but I don't think he has a super. I, I don't think a majority of his fans, and I'm not saying that Barstool's majority of fans are black or African American. We've seen this happen before, and, and, and this is what makes me lean more towards Ogre, and it, it's really pitiful that, that, that we've gotten there, but I have to agree with Ogre that in this day and age, that's a word that you can't say, no matter really where you are. I mean, I could probably, get, I, I'm not going to, because I'm not stupid. I'll play the songs that has the words in it. But remember that girl who went on stage to rap with, I, I forget which little or which, you know, person it was that, that she went on stage to rap with, and he questioned her, you know all the words? She's like, yeah, I know all the words. And when they went to rap, the N-word was in there, and she rapped the N-word, and he stopped the concert, and he belittled her in front of everybody, and the girl barely made it out of there. So she wasn't supposed to say that word, even though it's in the song. See, it's very confusing, but it's not. See, here's the part that makes it not confusing. Don't say the word. You'll be canceled if you say that word in America right now. That is, unless you're black or Hispanic. 
I don't know if Indians can get away with saying it. Oh, it was Kendrick Lamar. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and by the way, I'm not going to die on that hill. I'm just telling you this right now. I believe in free speech. I believe in comedy, and I believe in a lot of things. Fighting over that word to me is the stupid, one of the stupidest things that we have here in America. And I'll simply say it this way. If it's such a caustic and awful word, why does anyone use it? Why do we allow anyone to use it if it's so bad, if it's so polarizing? Why do we allow anyone to use it in songs, uh, in certain comedy routines? Why, why is it allowed? Oh, because black people say it's allowed? Okay. But, but, but they're a minority and we're the majority. So if we say it's wrong, why isn't it wrong for them? If a majority of the African-American community says that it's bad, and a majority of the white community say it's bad, which they do, why can't we get rid of the word? The First Amendment, that's why. Well, that's the fun. See, straight fire, here's the deal. I think that for the first time in a long time when it comes to broadcasting, this guy has an, a legitimate beef against pen broad or pen betting if he wanted it to because he's on the internet and there are no rules on the internet he said a word on the internet now you can go after his advertisers you can do all this kind of stuff but you're infringing his first amendment right But when it comes to that word, there's no such thing as, as much as I agree with you, straight fire, when it comes to that word, there's no such thing as the First Amendment. And, and that that's the sad part of our country is that we all let this happen. Um, I wonder if, uh, Arnie, if that word went away, Chris Rock's show would be a lot shorter. There'd be a lot of comedians whose shows are a lot shorter. And by the way, by the way, it's to me, it's it, it's very important for them in their comedy routines, and it adds to their stories. The N word is as bad as Adele. God damn you, Mage. Etu, Mage. You gonna play this bullshit game? All right. Well, let let let's find her. Let's get her since it is her birthday today. Hello, it's me. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to. No, meet. I don't want to meet you. Uh, he's not being jailed, just fired. Freedom doesn't mean anarchic, ID driven impulse. Freedoms mean responsibility, and this cat just learned it. You know what? You know what? I'm sorry. You absolutely nailed me there. You absolutely nailed me there. Because you're right, he's not being arrested for it. This is a consequence. Okay, I can live with that. I, I can live with that. I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I don't know this guy. I'm not upset that he got fired. I, I could care less. It's a consequence of what happened. I, I can live with that. 
that when you go to a business, you necessarily don't have it. You're right. I, I, I've sat and preached on that forever. Absolutely right. So there you go. Uh, note to younger podcasters out there, because uh, radio stations won't be available for you. Stay away from the N-word at all costs. The N-word can only do you harm. And I don't mean that in jest. I mean that totally, because you go around saying that word, you might have to answer for it. Disney, our favorite fucking woke company out there. People have too much time on their hands. Disney has been called out by their fans over its film depiction of princesses' noses. Some moron has said that the princesses all have tiny noses and all the villains have big, ugly noses. They claim these representations are sending the wrong message to little girls. Hey, here's an idea. How about you just shut the fuck up? They're villains. We want to make the villains ugly. Do you not understand what a villain is? A villain is a bad person. No, this is giving. If you have a big nose, that means you're you're a villain. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. For the love of God, did you not see Shrek? I know that wasn't a Disney film, but I'm sure Disney owns it now somehow. I. Why? I'm going to ask a nasty character. Why? 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 You you really have time to research what the noses look like on the characters in Disney films, and then you complain about it, and it says it's giving little girls the wrong idea. What's messing with little girls is changing Ariel to black. Black girls don't swim. <laughs> My ex has a big, ugly nose, and she sure is a witch. Seems accurate to me. <clears throat> this is so dumb. And I guess Disney brought this upon themselves by being so woke. And opening the door for these woke-er assholes. Because if you think Disney is the most woke, you're wrong. There are people that are far better. I mean, come on. The fucking gal who blinded herself. We did the story this week. This transgendered woman who thought she should have been born blind. That should have been the first clue that she has some severe psychological issues. Because nobody in their right mind, ask any blind person out there, that they would not want to be born blind. And yet some psychologist or doctor, some practicing physician, aided her in pouring Drano in her eyeballs and blinding her because now she's a transabled person. Uh, 
I'm just telling you, look, I, Hutch, is, when, when my buddy Hutch was just on the show, he was talking about driving around town with a 50 caliber machine gun on the hood. I'm ready for that. Let, let, let's go. It's time to start thinning out the herd. No, I know the first group of people I'm starting with. Adios. See, I, I'm being culturally uh, appropriate right now. Adios, amigo. Look at that. You're going to die, man. Blind, no thanks. I'll stick with my tendonitis and borderline personality disorder. And by the way, I bet you, Ogre, and I know you, that if you could choose to have tendonitis in your ears and a borderline personality disorder, you probably wouldn't want them. You probably would have said, oh, can we leave that on the side? It's like me, you know, when, when, when I order an Egg McMuffin and I put the ham off on, on the side. See, that's, I, I'm going to put that stuff. I don't necessarily want that stuff, but it's, it, it's what I'm given. If you're given sight, enjoy it. You're, you're starting with the Mexicans? No, 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 I'm not starting with the Mexicans. I'm just using their words. Hell no. As Kelly Osborne would say, who would I get to clean my hotel rooms if I got rid of all the Mexicans? <laughs> Having permanent nerve damage since birth sucks. Yeah, but see, you see, and, and, and this is something, if, if you were born without it, you wouldn't be going, you know, I need some permanent nerve damage in my ears. Let's go give me that. Fucking asshole people. The noses are terrible. It's giving little girls the wrong idea. That's giving little girls the wrong idea. Not the fairy tales and the Prince Charmings and all that kind of stuff that everything's going to work out. No, 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 no. By the way, I don't know if anybody's following this story uh, out of New York City. New York City! It seemed like a fellow was on a train the other day. Subway train. He wasn't a hobo. And he started acting kind of strange. Um, getting in people's faces. Some people were starting to get nervous around this guy. And that's when a 24-year-old Marine veteran said, well, not on my watch, <clears throat> and put him in a chokehold. Um, the man ended up dying. <clears throat> Chokehold is a very, very dangerous, dangerous maneuver, and that's why a lot of police departments got rid of it. A lot of people, if you're not trained correctly in the 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 chokehold, and it's a it, it, it's a squeezing choke where you pull back and you cut off the carotid artery, you cut off the blood supply to the brain, and it makes people go to sleep. And the problem is a lot of people hold it on too long. And when they hold it on too long, you're not getting enough brain, you're not getting enough oxygen to the brain. And some people can fall into seizures, and then some people can die from it. And it just so happened that this fella died from it. Now, he was... I don't know. From what I understand, he was being very... um, 
erratic and behaving. I don't know if he was assaulting people. I haven't, like I said, I haven't looked into it. The only reason why I'm looking into it is because, of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has to come out, and the Marine was white, the man was black, and she said, oh, I'm sorry, New York State Senator Jabari Brisbane said, Jordan Neely was lynched. He had no food, no water, no safe place to rest. He had the audacity to publicly yell about that massive injustice, so they killed him. If you want to prevent chokehold deaths, easy. You have one of the cops lift the perp's hand, and if he does it and three falls, then you cuff him off. Otherwise, if the hand stays in the air, put some rib shots to escape the ropes, then you can tase him. Early 90s, the LAPD left the chokehold and switched uh, up to batons, just as Rodney King. Speaking of little girls, what's the difference between Isaac Newton and the eight-year-old in Joe Biden's basement? Isaac Newton died a virgin. <laughs> oh. I'm not saying what this Marine did was right, and I'm not saying what this Marine did was wrong. I think the American people, I think, I think, <clears throat> I think we've, we're starting to get to that point where Americans are just tired. And we're tired of the bullshit. And we're tired of, of people acting erratically and claiming things that they know nothing about when they when they accuse us of having more than them, well, we might have worked harder than they have. Have you ever thought about this? This guy was a Michael Jackson impersonator when he was healthy. From what I understand, he's kind of, he's homeless, he's on dope, all that kind of good stuff. I'm surprised he wasn't in a nightclub, for God's sakes. I mean, because we know what happens there. You're in a nightclub, for God's sake. What do you think is going to happen in a nightclub? People are drinking and doing drugs. Yeah. There are women there, and uh, and people have guns. So, anyway, go ahead. If New York hadn't cut police, one would have been there to stop the guy before the Marine did. Isn't that an interesting statement? Um, Can we just get the race war over with already? No kidding. Was the man causing disturbance by singing Adele songs on the subway? Boy, you guys are not going to let go today, are you, huh? Man, oh, man. No, he was not doing that. I think they would have shot him then. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I don't want to meet you. Um, another New York story here, a new New York police officer working as a Walgreens security guard says he was wrongfully charged with assault after he took down an alleged shoplifter who hit him in the head with and in, in, in a caught on video scuffle. We got the video? Hold on a second, we might have video here. Nowadays, you can watch almost any police body cam, perhaps always uh, resisting and either saying, I'm not resisting or I can't breathe repeatedly. Funny thing about when they say they can't breathe. Nate Foy, live near the scene of that crime in New York City. Nate, good morning. Where are you? What happened? 
I just want to see the video. We right okay. that there we go. Over his there you go. Lay shoplift. Boom. Take him to the ground. Here you see Lopicolo wrestling with the man over a bag of allegedly stolen food. Uh, there were some chips in the bag that the man initially denied having in there. He then swings the bag at Lopicolo's face. That's when Lopicolo takes it outside. He tackles the homeless man to the the ground you see those chips fall out of the bag and the retired NYPD officer holds the man there until police arrive Lopicolo says he recommended mental health treatment for the man but the Port Authority police decided to charge both of them with a Jesus <sighs> I've seen another the, the video is not that good and I'm not worthy of sharing with you um there, there have been all kinds of videos out recently of people that, that are standing up to these shoplifters, these group of thugs that are walking in the stores. I don't know where it is, but this big old white guy stands up to a, a group of kids that are trying to rob like an Ulta or something. And the guy swings, hits him a couple times, hits the old man that's trying to stop the shoplifting. Old man doesn't let go and puts a beating on the kid. What do you think's going to happen to you? See, this, this, this is where I, I frown upon America, and I just go, what the fuck has happened to us? Where they have all these quote-unquote policies in place to protect the bad people. Here's a video of the real Michael Jackson impersonator. Do not believe the kooks who say he was a good guy. Okay, thanks, Ken Dog. Thank you, Arnie, for this thing uh, where you play that fat cow song. It's so funny, and I think being able to interact with the show is so great and fun. Well, you are welcome, my friend. That's what I do the show for, is bring you some entertainment and have some fun in the morning. Um, I'm tired of this, and I know that I stole some stuff from Casual Mail when I was in California just to do it. I, I think this is crazy. I mean, they're closing down stores in San Francisco. There's a Target in San Francisco that has to lock everything up. Everything in the entire store is locked up. Because we can't do anything to shoplifters. You know what? You know, picking up trash on the side of the road, that's a good deterrent. That would be a good deterrent. You, you get caught shoplifting, you've got three weeks worth of picking up trash on the road. Three weeks in a row. And if you don't show up, then you get jail time. Hey, Arnie, uh, what do books have that Mexicans don't? Papers. What do you call a Mexican that can swim? A Texan. What's the difference between a picnic table and a Mexican man? Picnic table can easily support a family of five. There you go. Thank you, Christopher. Soon it'll be internet shopping only. And then you know what we're going to see? Swoosh, I don't disagree with you, but we're going to see a rise in uh, porch pirates. And what's going to end up happening to them? A lot of those people are going to end up getting shot. And we're going to see homeowners then being sued and told, well, you can't see, can't shoot somebody if they come up on your porch and they steal your package. When you look at them and go, well, that was insulin for my daughter. And they stole it and they got away. So now my daughter is going to die because somebody stole this package. They didn't know what was in it. They had no clue what was in it. They just stole it and drove off. 
I agree with you that the brick and mortar stores are going to be coming down in the next 20 to 30 years to where all you got to do, you'll have to buy everything online. And I'm glad that I'll be in my, my mid-70s by then because I won't want to be a part of it. I like going out and doing commerce. I like going to the mall. I like seeing that. I like being a part of this social experiment called America. One reason I like it is because I can judge people. I'm not going to lie to you ever on this show. Do you know why I go out in public? I go out in public to find people to make fun of. Yesterday, we went out to eat uh, at this place called Babe's. Best chicken fried steak around here, unless we went to Mary's. And there was a fella in there who had some kind of weird skull cap on. Now, it was 82 degrees yesterday. He had a, a, a clean wife beater on. He had some of those old, I don't know what kind of shorts they were, but they were pretty high up shorts. And, and he had suspenders and a belt on. He had a pair of brown work boots on with the white socks popping out. And he was wearing wristbands and had a watch. That guy made my day yesterday, just trying to figure out how many murders that guy has committed. I love going out and seeing people in society. One of my favorite things to do right now is go to North Park Mall. And it's not just to get cool new hats made, which hopefully by next week we'll have one of the, we might have both of the new hats, which I'm very excited for. Just waiting on the Japanese A. We're going to get the Morris Code A. And then the sign language fist day. Because I want deaf people to be able to read my hat. Time to invest in giant lockable mailboxes. Um, why can't Mexicans barbecue beans keep on through the grill? Uh, just trying to make you feel better. I know the stories take a toll. The stories take a toll because they're stupid. We're going to rip down all the brick-and-mortar stores so we we alleviate shoplifting, and now we're going to get into home invasions a lot more. Fantastic. Well done. Great job, America. Rather than standing up to these people who are shoplifting and kicking them in the ass and saying, this is not how we do business in America. But instead, because everybody has a story... Oh, they might have mental issues, and that's why they're stealing. I don't give a fuck. I'm tired. Don't forget the Canadians, eh? Jesus Christ. Fucking guy who's stopping that. Fucking gets arrested. Jesus. All right. Last break coming up. 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hey, I haven't forgotten. It is Cinco de Mayo.
1-877-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ogre says, one thing Beta Boy did on your old morning show was play Mexican music and go, ay, 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 and make <laughs> all comfortable. Uncomfortable. Um, I got to tell you the truth here. Hold on. Let me, let me kill this music. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you in on a little inside inside comedy, and, and, and most of y'all will understand this. Um, usually you find one person in a room if you're trying to make a, a, a group of people laugh. There will be one person in the room who's always uncomfortable with what you do, with what you say. They'll be uncomfortable about it. But the thing is, the more uncomfortable they get, the funnier it is. Not only do the person usually saying it, but the actual things being said are even funnier. And I would go out of my way to, and this was the thing, I, I had to watch the uncomfort level on two people. One person, he, he wasn't bad. He never really got, and if he did get uncomfortable, I was hitting fucking massive home runs. But he, 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 she would get uncomfortable over anything. And I would, then it was my quest to make her almost tell me to stop. So, yeah, yeah, little, little beta boy did a good job there, but he piggybacked on something that I was teaching him. And, and it was taught to me, and, and you always look for that uncomfortable person. And you see everybody else in the room that doesn't give a fuck about that person, they're laughing away. And that, that's a key. That, that is a big key to comedy for me. Uh, Could have played Pancho Villa's song, but we get this. Well, you got you got Metalachi. Trend Loco. Uh, Mage says, I can't wait for that time when people try to come into my house. It's two in the chest, one in the head. Oh, my God. What in the flying fuck did you just play for music, LOL? Trash Panda knows it. Metalachi is awesome. If you get the chance to see him, it's a great time. They're very talented musicians. I'm going to tell you this right now. I got to see him at Harlow's in Sacramento. Uh, my buddy Dan, who we've had on the show a couple of times, Dan Dan was like, we're going. And I have to say that that hour and 45 minutes that they were on stage was pure energy, pure electricity. I mean, and, and they have like six or seven albums out. Metalachi, uh, Metalachi is pretty much the truth. I mean, they, they have, let's see, the, the, this one, let's see. They have. Hey, Vega, ¿qué pasó, carnal? Let's get ready to rock and roll. All right, let's go. And they are, they are, a, they are a, a, a mariachi band, but they play metal. Hence the name, Metalachi. And if you ever get a chance to see them, they are totally worth it. Pat Martin, uh, when when he was on 98 Rock, uh, today, on, on Cinco de Mayo, he would do his hour lunch. He would play nothing but Metalachi. And he and I talked about him one time after I saw him. And we were talking, and he actually tried to get Metalachi on Aftershock. He goes, this would be a great band for a side stage. I was like, fuck, yes, it would. This would be awesome to see in a festival. 
I love their version of living on a prayer. You mean this one right here? Oye, Vega. Time to pull out your hairy ching-chings. All right, Kukui. Hang on to you some red horns. Absolute genius. I mean, it 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 loses it, it loses the the weird factor when you go see them because they're so good. Like the comedy aspect of it, you stop laughing, you start listening to it, and you really get into their music. They are fantastic. Like I said, if you ever get a chance to see Metalachi, go see them. Great news to report: if you are going to be living on Earth in thirteen thousand uh, fucking light years. Seen them five times now. Always such a great time singing all the 80s songs. Yeah, it, it, they are fun. Um, the astronomers have observed the first direct evidence of a dying ancient sun-like star devouring a planet. Now, before we get too excited... It's 13,000 light years away. I, I don't even know what the math is in that billions of years away, so it's not going to happen to us. This is not something we can look forward to. I was kind of hoping that I'd look up at the sun, and all of a sudden I see this big mouth coming on, and it's going to eat the planet. Thank God it's over. But no, no, it's 13,000. Why would you write about it then? Ooh, what a scientific discovery. It's 13,000 light years away. That'd be like a, a, a five-year-old planning his 99th birthday. Come on, now. Mage says, oh, my God, thank you for that. It's on after the show. Just so you know, uh, this happened when humans were just figuring out how to grow shit in the ground and hurt animals. Yeah. Oh, shit, Superman's incoming, LOL. Oh, shit, that's right. There's a WWE pay-per-view tomorrow. Okay, good. Got something to do. Um, uh, America's giantest asshole, Bernie Sanders. Remember yesterday when we talked about Bernie Sanders, how he said that billionaires, if you make a billion dollars, we're going to tax you 100%, and you can live off the $999 million. I still, to this day, don't know what that means, but okay. Now, he's trying to, um, he launches a bill to rake, Minimum wage, the national, the federal minimum wage, which is $7.25 an hour. He wants to take it all the way to $17 an hour. Because Americans need a livable allowance after inflation. Oh, you mean the inflation that your side caused? Um, does, does, does Bernie not, does, does Bernie Sanders not understand how money works? I I think (coughs) a guy who's been in office as long as he has, he's never had a real job. 
you see, if you tax somebody at 100%, they won't get any money, stupid. And if you raise federal minimum wage to $17 an hour, guess what? You're going to see a lot more automation. And I have a problem with this. And this is my problem. And, and, and I think that there are a lot of people who should be on Ber- who are in Bernie Sanders' camp because they want to leave the world a better place for the next generation. And I understand that. And I, this is why I won't get into environmental fights with people because I understand that this is a close issue to them. They want to leave the world a cleaner place. I can't, I, I can't make fun of that. Hey, that's their goal in life, and I respect it. I'm not going to participate in it, but it's not for me. If we, if we do this, if we raise minimum wage jobs to $17 an hour, they already have pretty much all drive through McDonald's available now. McDonald's is talking about taking 1,000 stores out of California. They have 1,200 due to the fact that California is forcing them to pay $20 to $25 an hour. For that amount of money, people want to hire people with experience. And the problem is, is that that's what minimum wage jobs are for, is to gain experience. It's not to have a livable allowance you shouldn't be able to live on minimum wage in this country. I'm sorry. I'll be the first one to say it to you, and I will argue with you until I'm blue in the face about it. Minimum wage is meant for people who have never been a part of the workforce, or they've done something to where the only job they can get is a minimum wage job, which means they probably infringed on someone's rights and probably spent some time in the hooskow. So now to build themselves back up, they have to start at the bottom. Something we used to agree on in this country and respect. But now we want to give them a livable wage. What 17-year-old needs a livable wage? What 16-year-old needs a livable wage? They're not supporting a family. And by the time they get a family, they should have found a better job. Bernie Sanders was around when Noah's Ark was being built and sued Noah for not paying his family enough. How I understand the tax comment is that instead of marginal tax rates where there are different dollar uh, thresholds and the amount changes, he meant the entire amount was taxed at the full amount, no marginal tax rate. The easiest way to understand minimum wage is to refer to it as training wage. When you learn how a real job, then you can earn more money. Exactly. $35 cheeseburgers at McDonald's soon, yeah. Maybe the government should stop taxing people at over 30%. There's another idea. But what's going to happen is, is there's going to be less people in the workforce. That's never good. And, and, and when those jobs go to computers and, and they, the, McDonald's has two employees, one to make the burgers and one to hand them to people going through the drive through onlys, don't come bitching. And, and, and I already know, I, I, look, look, that falls on deaf ears. 
Because this is what's going to happen. When McDonald's opens up a plethora of these drive through onlys, or maybe they have the walk-in kiosk and they have three employees on the inside, you're going to see people losing their minds because the service is going to suck. It's not fair. My child needs to work this summer. They need to learn to earn a wage. We're going to hear that. Okay. And these are all the people that are bellyaching in favor of $17 an hour federal minimum wage. Do I think that a kid in his first job should be making more than some firefighters? Absolutely not. Shout out yesterday was International Firefighter Day. Shout out to all my firefighting brethren out there. I love you all. Stop making the people pay taxes on already taxed money, i.e. paycheck taxes and then sales tax or property tax, etc. It's ridiculous. You know what I want to stop? I want to stop people crying. I want to stop people bitching and moaning. Well, things are so expensive. Well, then don't buy them. You see what happens to shit that gets too expensive and you don't buy it? They lower the price. Or they go out of business. You control everything. This is the thing that Americans uh, uh, Americans today especially don't realize. They control the markets. We control the markets. Do you know why Air Jordans cost $300? Because people are willing to pay that. There is no discernible reason to say a pair of shoes that cost maybe $4 to make, including the hours of labor that they steal from children in China, should be costing you $400 or $300 for a pair of shoes. They charge it because they know they'll sell out. That's why. And I use Air Jordans for an example because that's one of the hottest brands that's out there. For sneakerheads, they will pay thousands and thousands of dollars for Nike shoes. Until people stop doing that or aren't willing to do that, nothing changes. Now, one way that will stop is people won't have the money to spend on that because these $17 jobs, these $17 an hour minimum wage jobs are going to be tough to get. The end. Indonesia, not China. Thank you, Swoosh. Do you value those of us that make more than minimum wage as well? Exactly. Completely it does. But, hey, Bernie Sanders doesn't care. He just wants, you know, people to be able to live off a fucking easy, shitty job. And I'm sorry to tell you that that being the the kid who's in charge of the fries at McDonald's is a sorry, easy job. It is, and it's supposed to be. I'm not putting it down, but compared to being a firefighter or someone who actually has skills in the workplace, yeah, I will put it down. It's a very important job. Every entry-level job is a very important job because it shows you what the workplace is about. I started at the water park when I was 14. I lied and I said I was 15. I made $3.35 an hour. I had to walk around a water park in a blue polo short 
shirt and really ugly gray pants and a pair of white tennis shoes with white socks. Now, if you know me, you know that I hate wearing shoes. I wear sandals about 95% of the time. The other 5% of the time, I'm barefoot. But it was my job, and I had to. Indonesia, China, they all look the same to me. God, I love you, mage. Um, and did I bitch about No, I was happy that I had a job. I worked at a water park. Now, the next year when I went back to the water park, I became a ride operator because I was 15, and I told them I was 16. You had to be 16 to be a ride operator. And I got a raise to three fifty an hour. Now, later that summer, I trained and trained and trained, and the next summer, I became a lifeguard, too. Lifeguard twos made like four fifty an hour. Now that's big money, four fifty an hour. But you see how I progressed. I learned the work environment. I, I studied it. I, I became a member of that work environment and moved on. My fourth summer, I was a lead in lifeguard two. I was making like five dollars an hour, and I was happy as a clam. Five dollars an hour in nineteen eighty eight, eighty nine. That is bank, baby. Now, I didn't go back after my senior year. I went and worked at Dr. Pepper where I was making $17 an hour, but I had to earn that $17 an hour. The difference between my job at Dr. Pepper and my job at Wet n' Wild. First of all, at Dr. Pepper, I got all the free Dr. Pepper I wanted. That's, a, that's just a fringe benefit. That was fantastic. I worked at a water park where it was hot outside, but I could always jump in the water. Fantastic. I got paid $4 an hour for that. When I worked at Dr. Pepper, I had to work inside of two warehouses, two separate warehouses, taking one warehouse down and building another warehouse in the summer of Texas with no air conditioning. Why did I get paid more? The, the, the demands were different. A lot more physical demands. And I earned that money. Never forget the first thing I bought was a big old bottle of wild turkey, and I got fucked up that night. Steph says, I was born in 89. Thank you. Thank you so much. The first time I really think I got alcohol poisoning was in 1989, I think. <laughs> I don't like the idea of federal minimum wage. I think each individual state should be able to determine if they want a high minimum wage or a low one. Maybe a state wants to attract investment from large companies that want cheap labor. If we have to, uh, one, then it should, should be extremely low, absolute minimum. Forcing all states to have a high minimum wage will hurt any state that has low levels of industry. Yeah, I agree. It rise says, Mr. Rise took a low-paying custodial job because it uh, works with his PTSD issues. He treated it like a $100,000 a year job because every job is important and even saved a girl having a seizure and stopped a rando theft. He was recruited to another company uh, to head up creation of custodial and maintenance because of his work ethic. No job is unimportant, but he also accepts it's not a job that requires getting paid a lot for that skill set. Zach, I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better. And we know how kids treat minimum wage jobs. We know how people who in the workplace treat minimum wage jobs. I wish more people treated it like a $100,000 a year job. But they don't, and they never will. 
but I hope. But like I always say, you hope in one hand, shit in the other. See which one gets full first. Um, let's see. Um, so Bernie Sanders moron. Uh, I, I think this goes without saying. Um, Whoopi Goldberg is the stupidest person on the face of the earth. We'll we'll play here why I say that. I had a paper out at 12, get myself up at 5 before school and weekends, seven days a week. That's why I'm three years away from retirement with full pension. And I own businesses. I still work seven days a week, yes. My first job in America was at Natomas High uh, Home Depot, pushing carts in the sack summers. It sucked. And we can all go back and we can talk about our first jobs and, and, and jobs. And I was like, I had jobs that I loved. I didn't get paid a lot of money, but I loved doing them. I had fun doing them. Not every job. I've had a few jobs that sucked. I worked at UPS. UPS is the worst job I ever had. I fucking hated that. Next to working at the telemarketing place, but I had to do that as punishment. But, yeah, there are jobs out there that just suck. All right, why is Whoopi Goldberg the stupidest person in America again? Well, let's play this clip from The View. I do want to push back a little bit on Antifa. I mean, FBI Director Christopher Wray called them an extremist group. He called them anarchists and congressional but testimony. But they're not, it's organized. not I, I agree, they're no not one organized. Is found, no one has found Antifa. I, we've they're heard a lot about Antifa. I mean, they have, I, I websites, they have recruiting cat. online. But, they, but, they do have... We talk, uh, Sonny's brought up many times about the FBI Director speaking about white supremacy being yeah. the number one target. He also said that same trusted source that it's a real thing, it's not a fiction, it's just not organized. Right. They ambush, they're he awful. He said it's merely an idea. It's, it's Antifa is not a highly organized Wait till you hear nor what she, is it what merely Whoopi an says. idea. It's a loose but it's organization. But it's so odd that we have not... Well, where are they? Because, you know, the They show people, up everywhere, there's protests they, well, they show, and rioting. But no, they don't come on television, but No, but apparently. this is... This is, it is oh, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go it ahead. is different than the Proud Boys. Mm-hmm. It's not as organized. Yes. Elected officials haven't appeared mm-hmm. with them. We all agree on that. But Christopher Ray said, we're seeing people exploiting this situation after George Floyd's murder to pursue violence, extremist yep. agendas, anarchists like Antifa and other trouble. agitators. Again, but again, there is, there, is no, there is no person you can point to and say, oh, that person represents Antifa. Yeah, Every can. time they see four black people, they think it's Antifa. No, it's, uh, to be honest, it's actually... <laughs> Does she not realize that Antifa's mainly white? A- Antifa is real. Do do we not remember what happened in Georgia, what, uh, two months ago with the with their building a new police facility there? And like 15 people, part of Antifa movement, movement was there? I don't give a fuck that they're not organized. They're organized enough to show up whenever there's a fucking protest. And they all wear masks, and they wear black, and they assault people. Antifa's not real. And, and you think, uh, when I see four black people, I, you think Antifa. So I think the entire L.A. Lakers basketball team is Antifa. All those people dressed amid the same way and the same tactics are the biggest fucking coincidence in the history, you dumb fucking goose cunt. Get the FBI to obtain warrants to go on the internet and look up Antifa communications. Fuck you, they're not organized. They're very organized and plan the shit out in detail. Whoopi is an ignorant skunt. (laughs) I love how she makes it a race issue. Oh, you see four black people. No, I don't. I see four black people. I say BLM. 
Oh, Antifa's not real. Really? Antifa's not real? Ask all those people whose cars were fucking broken into in Sacramento. When there was a rally at the Capitol and they all had to park down J Street. And Antifa busted windows and popped tires. Oh, Antifa's not real. What a stupid fuck. I, this, I do not understand how, in this day and age where we live by this fucking word, misinformation, misinformation. Oh, we have to put a sticker up on this. Why has nobody thrown a fucking book that says misinformation at her head? I mean, this is the same show that said stupid-ass fucking shit like this. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change, trust me. And also said this on the show. If there were no racism, there'd be no climate crisis. If there was no misogyny, there'd be no climate crisis. It's It's part of a mindset. I'm surprised the view hasn't tried to hire this gal. We tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. Uh, They were unavailable for comment. Micah, back to you. She would be the smartest member of the view. Is this guy not available? It's vegan because it's strawberry milk and not like cow milk. You know what I mean? serious now before i move on i have to remind everybody if you're looking for something to do this weekend looking to go to a movie christopher went out of his way went to the star-studded premiere of guardians of the galaxy 3 and gives it a glowing review online people are already commenting they're already talking about how great this review is christopher great job as always Epstein's Island uh, is being sold. Asking price is um, $125 million. And someone has put down half the money for it. The, The Epstein pedophile island, complete with underground layers, a creepy temple, and a 10 person shower for orgies will transform into a five-star report or resort. Investor Stephen Deckoff has bought Epstein's Island. The main challenge could be convincing people to vacation in a place that's now synonymous with the twisted abuse there. Yeah, how, how do you talk somebody into going to that resort? Uh, Ogre, uh, adios to you, my friend. You have a great weekend as well. The motto of the view is, I don't know what I'm doing here, but it must be on purpose. Or whatever that skank said. You mean this right here? I'm not quite sure why I'm here or what I'm doing, but there's a reason. Hey, honey, I I got us tickets to to go to, uh, well, um... You remember that island that Jeffrey Epstein had? Yeah, hello, divorce papers. How, how do you make that place into a resort? Is it going to be a family resort? I'm not taking kids there. 
You mean Bill Clinton didn't buy it? No, all his shit is hidden there. This is the worst idea I've ever heard. Let's take it. Let's turn it into a getaway. Yeah, it, it was a getaway for pedophiles. No. See, this is where I wish I had a, just a, it, it, I, I wish I was the ruler of the world. I mean, I kind of, in some ways, I, I, I am kind of the ruler of the world, if I find that damn sound effect thing, but I, 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 I'm not seeing it anywhere. Maybe, is, is it in newest? No, it's not in newest. Is it in pastors? No, not in pastors either. Death? No, not in there. I, I know exactly where it is. Mail? No, not there. Openers? Let's try this one more time. That's not it. Oh, there it is. As you all know, I am the most powerful man in media. See, I, I, I wish that were true, because then I could just, when, when, when things are proposed to me, um, uh, Your Majesty, because that's what I'd like to be called, Your Majesty, we would like to open Epstein Island as a resort. And I'd look down at them, and I'd give them the big thumbs down, and off you go. Toodaloo. Yeah, no. When they open Epstein Island Resort, will Adele be the opening act? God damn it. This might be a record. Hello. It's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me to go. Shut up. Now we know somebody who would buy tickets to this, I think. A now convicted pedophile. Um raped a freshman while he was a teacher in West Virginia school district. Must have been his daughter. The district and the school's former principal are now facing a lawsuit for allegedly turning a blind eye to the ongoing uh, abuse. Ronald Paul Harris, who's now 63, admitted to criminal court to molesting a 14-year-old while at Oak Glen Middle School in Hancock County. Survivor, who's now 27, enlisted court documents, E.H. Harris School, the school board. Um... Lawyers have told uh, that Harris may have abused other students and hopes that their client's courage inspires others to come forward. Due to the fact that this teacher kept a top 10 list of the most attractive students. Uh, I, I mean, that, that, that's just a kick in the nuts right there. ECB Gary would be all over that. Alicia. Come on now. <laughs> You're right. Um, now, now let let let's tell the truth here, shall we? We're we're all grown. We're 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 all grown, right, ass family? We can all have this conversation. Now, this is junior high, so this is really bad. But let's get to high school. If you don't think that some, some of the male teachers, dare I say, coaches, 
Uh, can someone fill me in on ECV Gary? Well, I can. ECV Gary was a uh, was an OG member of the show. Oh, he's been he's been he's been he's been banished. Um, turns out that that he I'll, I'll, this is all alleged. So I I'm saying that he was incarcerated for. I don't know if he still is. Um, but he was, he was a diddler. He was a chomo, allegedly, allegedly a chomo. So there you go. That, that, that's all I'll say. Um, Alicia posted up there, uh, all alleged. I, like I said, I don't know if it's in the court or whatever, but yeah, yeah. So ECB Gary's not welcome back on this show. That's just, no. But getting back to this. Now, see, see, here's the thing. You don't actually keep a list of the hot girls. You know who they are. You know who the hot girls in school are. I mean, look, coaches are coaches. And some of those guys are in their early 20s. And these are girls who are 17, 18 years old. They know you can't do anything about it. Doing something about it is wrong. Like writing it down on a piece of paper and sharing it with other people. See, you keep that stuff to yourself. Okay? Ah, gotcha, thanks. I gotta be honest. He had that look about him. Yeah, kind of. Allegedly. Good. Thank you, Alicia. I appreciate that. Yeah, you, but but and and you don't follow through with it. You, and, and by the way, you definitely don't have a list of girls who are attractive in junior high or elementary school. That's wrong. Asshole. Our final story today. Man, oh man, I tell you what. I tell you what, Vermont, your tourism is going to go through the roof. And let me tell you, this is... This might be the kind of tourism you want because the tourism, it's like the Roach Motel. Roaches check in, but they don't check out. Vermont becomes America's first official suicide tourism state. Well, hold on a second. There you go. A new bill allows terminally ill patients from anywhere in America to take advantage of its assisted dying law. Republican Governor Phil Scott made history in expanding assets to euthanasia. So they're letting kids from China over there. Okay. Sorry, that's just such an easy joke. That, that's the lowest hanging fruit there is, but I like it. Vermont is one of 10 states that allows assisted suicide in certain scenarios. But it is the first one to approve suicide tourism. (laughs) You're driving into Vermont. Welcome to Vermont. Get ready to die. I mean, I mean. (laughs) Oh, boy. I, I bet you they make you pay your hotel bill in advance there. That's one of those where you give them a a, a card that has like $100 on there and just go, oh, for the incidentals, and then charge me at the end. Oh, okay, no problem. And you don't make it to the end.
Now, I don't know how how far it goes. Like what they say, like like if your boyfriend breaks up with you, I don't think that you can drive to Vermont and kill yourself. All you teenage girls that were getting excited about going up there and doing that, I don't think that one's – maybe Canada will allow that because they're allowing that kind of stuff. Welcome to Vermont. We're dying to meet you. There you go. Uh, that Now, see, there you go. Now we're thinking. Now we're thinking. Vermont, the kill me state. You know how Missouri is the show me state? Vermont is the kill me state. Mm. Welcome to Vermont. We have killer sunsets. Our sunrises are to die for. Oh, I'm warming up now. Oh, man. Like, I, I think you might have to have a good reason. Like, you know, you're like stage 15 cancer and it's real, real bad. It didn't get that high stage. Stage 14, sorry. You, you, you're like, I, I can't go on anymore. I mean, like, you know, your, your best friend doesn't call you for five days. You can't go up there and go, I'm ready. Go ahead and hook me up. And by the way, Vermont, it's a killer good time. Welcome to Vermont. Our trees are tall, so hang around for a while. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Their new chief export is dead bodies. <laughs> and that's pretty funny. What's Vermont's chief export? Uh, shipping the dead back to their home states. This is the. Now, see, this is something that I would love to sit down and talk about on a day that isn't Friday and it isn't the end of the show. I would love to sit down and talk about this topic. Because in some situations, I can agree with it, I can understand it. I dig it. I've seen people in pain. I've seen my mom. I saw how my mom and my mom went, you know, on her own. But if we could have ended it early for her and she didn't have to suffer, I can understand that. But, you know, what I worry about, and, and, and I know we had fun with it, and I'm not trying to get serious here at the end of the show, all of a sudden, there's a strong Italian-Sicilian presence showing up in Vermont. <laughs> Fuck, if you're a headstone maker, head that way, man. Body bag manufacturers, go to Vermont. I'll say this. Um, I'd love to have that conversation. If anybody ever wants to bring that conversation up, I think it's a worthy conversation. As someone who tried to kill themselves... I, I, I can have this conversation. I wouldn't have been allowed to go up there just because my ex-wife made me mad. People were making me mad, and I was done with the world. Business is booming for morticians. I just, I don't think this is a good, I'm worried that, that we go down the Canadian route 
which they offered a guy who was homeless and he was overweight and I think he had diabetes. He wasn't necessarily dying, but they said, hey, we'll offer you assisted suicide. And he took him up on it. Vermont Motel peeps check in, but they don't check out. No, no, they don't. All right, that is going to do it for us today on this uh, this um, Cinco of Mayo as we are celebrating uh, Mexico's big victory against the French in 1862. Once again, quite a few years after the shellacking they took from fucking the, the, those Texas military fellas. But uh, I hope that y'all have a good day. I hope that you do all the fucking stereotypical things of putting on sombreros, eating enchiladas, and having a gay old Mexican time. Now, look, it's Friday, and I know you're probably going to drink some tequila, maybe some Modelo. I don't care what you do. Enjoy your day. But please get home safe tonight. Get yourself, uh, and all weekend, get yourself a Lyft, an Uber, get a ride home. Be safe. We want you back on Monday because, as families, you know every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until Monday, have a fantastic weekend, everybody, and uh, adiosa. Que estoy afuera, pero el día que yo me muera, sé que tendrás que llorar. Llorar, 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 llorar. Dirás que no me quisiste, pero vas a estar muy triste y así te vas a quedar. Con dinero y sin dinero. Hago siempre lo que quiero Y mi palabra es la ley No tengo trono ni reina Ni nadie que me comprenda Pero sigo siendo el Enseñó que mi destino era rodar y rodar. Rodar y rodar, rodar y rodar. Luego me dijo un arriero que no hay que llegar primero, pero hay que saber llegar. Con dinero y sin dinero hago siempre lo que quiero y mi palabra es la ley no tengo trono ni reina ni nadie que me comprenda pero sigo siendo el rey you've got to beat the man pal I coined the phrase I am the man Woo! diamonds are forever and so is the Arnie State Show Woo!
at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.